and welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you are enjoying our D&D adventure, you can always support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. There, you will be able to find all kinds of perks as our way of saying thank you. And if you really like us, be sure to stock up on our official Tabletop Notch merchandise at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. It's all very exciting stuff. But now, allow Orba to take you away into a world of mystery with this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil. In Season 2, Chapter 11, Lost Shames and Clearing Names, the voice in Kiimi's head returned with new details <laughs> about the fall of Manasami, the town that once lay within the heart of the Ebwoods centuries ago. The murdered caretaker who'd been falsely accused of necromancy had a sister who was a powerful wizard, and upon returning home to find her brother dead, started down a path of vengeance. Rather than attack the people directly, she traveled underground to a network of abandoned tunnels dug out by frostworms long before the city was established. Using transmutation magic, she weakened the foundation of the rock, and after years of pressure building and building, Manasami collapsed into the giant sinkhole where it rests today. Again, the voice was unsure of how this history of old was related to the curse, but he believed we'd find answers in the ruins which was also looking more and more like where the lodestone might be located, based on early indications from Orba's compass that she received from Ichabus Altamari. Treading deeper into the woods, uneven terrain necessitated a switch to traveling on foot, and also made it more difficult to spot traps, which we had reason to believe the kobolds of the area had been setting throughout the forest. In the distance, we spotted someone we thought had fallen into such a trap, but instead it turned out he'd entered it voluntarily, a surprise that was overshadowed by the realization of exactly who it was. We'd last crossed paths with Ravi Magomet just after leaving Urinchupa when he was stationed at a broken crown checkpoint, 
and now he was searching the Ebwoods for someone caught up in what he thought was a conspiracy in Katil. He too was headed for the ruins, and we were happy to have another skilled sword by our side, though it was important to Ravi that we not spook his quarry, thus preventing us from finding out why he'd come here. Down the craggy slopes of the forest we went, the leaves changing color before our eyes. It wasn't long before rumors of this place being haunted became reality, tortured spirits appearing in ethereal forms, wailing and pleading as they relive the horrors of the Great Collapse. It was hard to resist the temptation to ease their suffering, but in doing so, several of us were afflicted with a bane of the Ebwoods, a malaise that made us feel as if they had borrowed a bit of our life's essence. <laughs> Hurrying forward in an attempt to put their cries out of our minds, we thought we'd stumbled upon a lone kobold scratching symbols into a tree, but it turned out to be a kind of researcher in a rather elaborate and convincing <laughs> costume. That kind of rolls. <laughs> <laughs> The Ocus had come to the Ebwoods to study the reptilian humanoids, and while we got the impression that he was collecting more than just data, he did turn out to be a solid source of information. In addition to identifying several of the markings we'd spotted, the Ocus confirmed that the man Robbie was pursuing, Malik, had passed through very recently, so we thanked him for his help and made for the Ebwoods crater, which was fast coming into view. As if the ground had opened up to swallow it whole, the ruins of Manasami lay hundreds of feet below. <laughs> Ravaged structures and crumbling facades that were once home to a vibrant community, now chilling and ominous in their stillness. Because of the near vertical sides of the crater, the only ways down that didn't require magic were climbing or using one of the crude kobold lifts that had been installed by these crafty creatures. Playing it safe, we decided to take the lift in two separate groups. First, Safira went with Robbie who took this moment of privacy to admit that he was in a stickier situation than he first let on. When they reached the bottom, Ravi spotted something moving through the haze that looked like it could be Malik, just a stone's throw from where they stood, and not wanting to let him slip away, the two of them gave chase. Graven, Kaimi, and Orva stepped onto the platform next, <laughs> but a small pack of kobolds emerged at the tree line, and even quickening the pace of our descent couldn't get us out of range from vials of poison that they were hurling over the pit's edge. Orva blocked one attack with the shield spell, but Graven was not so lucky. And as he felt the caustic substance wash over him, he began to fade from consciousness. The effects had less to do with the poison's potency and more to do with the fact that it was sourced from a chimera, which caused flashes of Graven's troubled past to overtake his mind. He toppled from the lift, and Orba and Kiimi leapt after him. As they drifted to the ground with the assistance of the Featherfall spell, we asked ourselves. Between the parchment and the raven's feathers, what had Malik come so prepared for down here in the ruins? Would Mr. Curse have another revelation now that he'd returned to Manasami? And were we about to find that Graven's gray skin was a boon as we attempted to stuff him into a hiding spot oh amongst God. the rubble? Oh, yeah. We find out now on Season 2, Chapter 12 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. <laughs> you keep your feet light as you step from chunk to chunk of this fragmented city, mosses creeping up the walls and around corners, a fog hanging low, but with cons constantly varying density so that each stride forward comes with the uncertainty of whether you might be able to see 40 feet in front of you, or four. You notice as you shuffle onward that the glimpses you catch of those head-height vertical black streaks seem to be getting smaller and smaller. The object of your pursuit is either faster than you 
or simply better acquainted with this route through the ruins. More than once you look back and think that Saphira has fallen behind or changed course, only to watch her emerge from this sheet of cloud, keeping pace and holding her left arm cocked back so she can unshoulder her bow at a moment's notice if needed. The time that you spend following this figure is probably much shorter than it feels, but the constant threat of traps was overbearing even when your sight lines were clear throughout the forest, let alone now when it would be nearly impossible to estimate numbers if a pack of kobolds were bearing down on you. You move a little further. And just as you feel yourself slipping behind to the point of you're almost kind of guessing now where you last saw a little shadow, an outline, a figure, you're getting a little worried that you might sort of lose the trail or get lost. But your footsteps start to echo like a little bit, just a little like, like almost as if you'd entered from an outdoor to an indoor space, kind of. And at this moment, there's also kind of a mild clearing of the fog. You slow your pace and you look up to see that you've entered into a great stone archway coming to a peak high above your head, not without its blemishes, but surprisingly intact for a city that was swallowed up by these sinkholes. So there's these big, tall walls that just come up to a point, kind of way, way up above your head, at least 20, 30 feet up above your head. Some pieces of wooden scaffolding have been inserted to bolster its stability after the fact. It looks like maybe the kobolds have reinforced this portion of the ruin. But there are still plenty of broken gaps which allow rays of sunlight to fill the interior of this space. Now this archway, which sort of makes a tunnel going forward, because you have walls on two sides, extends about 50, 60 feet in front of you. And you finally catch an unobstructed glimpse of the dark-haired dwarf that you know to be Malik. So you get to the edge of this fog, and you have to stop for a moment, because if up until now, the fog has kind of come and went, but now it kind of clears a little bit. There's a clear sight line, not only for you to him, but if he was to look over his shoulder, he would see you. I need you and Saphir to both give me stealth checks right off the bat. Ooh, oh, baby. <clears throat> 14. Oh, I can't do the math. Oh, 22. 22, nice. okay, great. Just as you guys feel that as soon as your feet are tapping down on the on the stone floor and it makes those just slight echoing noises, you immediately know that that's a moment to slow your pace, maybe shuffle a little bit instead of taking steps just so you don't have that sound fill the area. And your footsteps move forward and they don't make enough sound to alert Malik. He doesn't seem to look over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And what you notice as you look out in through this kind of little, it's not a tunnel because it's bigger than that, but this little sort of enclosed area, He's walking rather strangely. You see him like take a step forward and turn like a hard 90 degrees. Oh no. Take another step oh, forward. Shit. Oh shit. Turn another that. hard 90 degrees. So he's like moving oh, almost on a grid of okay. some kind. I hate that. Sort of these jutting motions and in, including the sort of angles at which he's walking, he does like a little hop each time too. Just a small one like just a little hop. Turns hard. Okay. Another little hop. So you're watching him sort of dot his way through this area. It's hard to see clearly through the haze hovering just above the ground, but it looks like the floor where he's walking is arranged in a kind of grid with gaps between the tiles. And between, so each tile is kind of sitting it down, and these gaps, it just looks black down there. It's like It looks like it's deep, some kind of pit that you know, is between these tiles. Looks a little something like this. Oh, come on. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
That wooden box had something underneath it. <laughs> Shocking, I know. What? You and Zephira are like just at the edge of this area. What is this Tomb Raider nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at your pointy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't step on the wrong. Well, Malik does not have a bow drawn, but he has one here. So he's like hopping between some of these tiles. And just as you're getting to the edge and getting a good look, it looks like he's like gets to the all the way to the other side. Oh, so he's just gotten to the other side of this whole area. And you watch as he gets to the other side, he looks like he had something that he was looking at, and then he sort of stuffs it back into a little pouch okay. by his side. Um what are you guys doing at this moment as you're watching him do that? So he's gone to the other side. He's sort of, it looked like it was stressful to him. Like he sort of takes a breather. He's still facing the opposite direction. It looks like there is a door that he's kind of headed for on the opposite uh, wall of this area. So Having what are you guys doing? Having seen the fog when we were coming up, mm -hmm. I want to have been, as we're walking up, ripping off little pieces of my tunic and leaving them in a little trail okay, sort of sure. behind me so that I know that the others have a way to find us. Um, and then as we're... Slowly getting more and more naked as you move. Sabira's <laughs> in a crop top now. <laughs> He's like, I hope this place isn't big. like, I don't... Is there anything to hide? behind? Is there a risk that he, at this point, now that he's past this, can he turn around and see us? If he did, he could if you sort of wander your way out into this area, okay. but if you stay back right at the edge of where that is, that's where the kind of fog is sort of obscuring and a little thicker there. So if you if you started to turn, you would kind of disappear back into the fog if you took a few quick steps back. But yes, if he turned around. If, if I'm looking along the wall there, mm -hmm. on the walls, is there a reasonable way that we could gain purchase and sidle our way across the wall if we were climbing uh, you without would, touching any of those little squares? You would have to find some way to really dig into those walls. This, again, is a With it's like a man-made structure. Per se? This is a man-made structure, so the walls are, like, flat, it's completely like flat. Vertical and yeah, so possibly it might be very, How very much difficult. of the pattern did we see? Of his walking on it? Give me a perception check. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just about none. <laughs> you saw him hopping from the last one to the other side. Hard to tell. But did I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did not. You were too focused on, on the yeah, it didn't occur to you at first that, again, he was already kind of all the way to the other side before you even realized that he was kind of moving in a, in a weird pattern. So I'm going to kind of ask quietly as I can. All right, so... Choose a stage whisper. I think the problem is there was definitely some kind of pattern there. I didn't catch all of it, so I think if we step on the wrong thing, something, I don't know, I'm imagining that we sink even further into the ground or something terrible happens or there's some kind of mechanism that gets triggered... So I'm not sure what we're going to do, because I have a climbing kit, but that's really sheer, and I don't think we can make that. So, uh... So the floor, it so has traps You can't, like, fly and... or anything, or jump really far. Or we couldn't, like, lay down a slack line or something. <laughs> so how did he... He must have... He, he had must a sheet you didn't see. He took out, like, a... He took out like a sheet thing and he was he put it away as he was going towards that door. Well, we also have a sheet thing. 
Can I go a little closer to the sort of the, the things and see if You would I... be wide out in the open if you walked up to there, but yes, he's not facing you. At the uh, can I check my surrounding, my periphery before I do this? Give me a perception check, yeah. Your vision behind you is severely limited, but in front of you is better. very open. Oh, you Ooh. know what? It actually is. 17. 17. You give it a listen, and both sight and sound, like behind you or anything, you don't hear anything approaching or anything, okay. and you have a wide open view of this, so you can very I'm clearly... I'm going to very quietly One other thing up. that you see, as you're sort of giving a better look there, yes. there is what looks like, um, sort of at this area over here... It, that's sort of a signifier, not exactly what it looks like. It looks like a, um, like a large, there's sort of a, an axle sort of sticking up out of the ground, and then a few spokes sticking out of it. Like it's something you can turn. Right, so right. it's like a big okay. sort of capstan uh, on a ship for raising and lowering anchor almost. Cool. So you notice or that like that's Or like shuffling there. these squares or in, something. In addition okay. to that, <laughs> the, that pillar that rotates, that little axle in the middle, Looks like it currently has a symbol on it. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> it looks like yeah. it has symbol we've seen before. Symbol we've seen. It looks like it has this symbol. <gasps> uh, oh, that symbol. triple. Oh my goodness! This. It's a triple bit. <laughs> um. This okay. symbol, it appears all over this sheet. Right, but this I'm must wondering... be some sort of key or guide to get across this. Yes, what I'm wondering is what, if anything, does it say on those little squares? Can I see any markings on those little squares? The tiles are perfectly flat with no markings on them at all. We have no idea what that symbol means, do we? So that could mean anything from good food is here to you're imminently going to die. It could mean step here. Or it could <laughs> mean, mean definitely absolutely don't step here. not step here. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowed it down a little bit. <laughs> as you guys are discussing, you can think as you're discussing. Is, sir, you can ask your question. Go ahead. Is the grid eight by eight? The grid is eight by eight. As you guys are discussing and thinking and looking, He's collected himself a little bit. Has a little pouch over so his shoulder. So we can still see him. Yeah, you, you, it's wide open here, not foggy at all. It's very clear because it's kind of under this arc. He can so still see us. If he turned right around, around you, you'd have to you'd have to quickly kind of dart okay. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes his hand up, and at first he looks like he's about to knock on that far door, but then he stops for a moment and he kind of just makes sure that that headband with the raven's feathers is kind of upright and clear, sort of not. Askew in any way, and then he. After a little bit of time, sounds like the door opens, and it opens up, and a little reptilian snout sticks its way out, and it whips open, and two little kobolds with spears pull him up to Malik instantly, like pressing into his chest, like it looks like it hurts. Like he presses, they press that hard, and immediately he sort of, ah, 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 and he ducks his head down, and sort of presents the crown of raven's feathers atop his head. And the kobolds look, and they take their spears back. And they start to pat him up and down. Oh my god. Sort of patting his pockets, his back, and he lets them. He stays there kind of with his hands out. 
And it, it, they, at one point, nice. they grab that little, that he had stuffed that note into like a little satchel that slung over his shoulder. One of them grabs the satchel and kind of looks into it and tosses it to the side. So the satchel kind of okay. gets tossed. We see where that gets tossed. Yeah, kind of behind okay. the little capstan yeah. there. So the kobolds pat him down a little more and then sort of convinced that he doesn't seem to be a threat of any kind. One of them turns and he follows him in. Oh my so God. he follows one of these kobolds in, closing the door behind him temporarily. Is the, one of the kobolds out? The no? second kobold okay. goes over to the capstan. Yeah, that's what I thought. Starts to rotate it. Yeah, okay. And a different symbol yeah. appears on facing you now. So he... And he... And then he turns and goes back through the door. Sounds like blocks. So now you're out here. Okay. Hell <laughs> is going on. I have no fucking Those, clue. Your lizard friends, yes. Friends? I mean, the little lizard thing, they're the kobolds. I don't know what the fuck. They're clearly. It's like a whole. I didn't expect them to be this. Organized? I guess, yeah. That, that's a word for it. Okay, they're I have an no idea. Crafty. They're very crafty. They they're so very intelligent. It's not in a good spot. Exactly, obviously. But that satchel that he had, that had the key, the note that he had. So, if I tie a rope to one of my arrows, try to shoot it, maybe we can grab that and get our way across. I, I think we have to try. Even, we have some of it, but without the full thing, we would get stuck halfway through and not know which I mean, way to turn I don't know that, that even having the key necessarily means that we can solve the puzzle. Why did the symbols change? what the symbols mean. It was the circles and now it's this. Both of these symbols are on the key. It must have something to do with a way to get across, but it's impossible to know. Can I try mm -hmm. to take a length of rope that I think do you would have a be... Length of rope? I have a climbing kit. That's so... yeah, that has a rope in it. Um, it's a pretty thick rope and a climbing kit. I actually kit. don't know if I have... I think that's on my saddlebag. Oh, no. A rope that would be in a climbing kit is also... That's like thick rope. That's like, you know, for keeping yourself falling. I don't know that an arrow could fly through the yeah. air with that rope tied to it. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck's sake. I could don't know I... how we're going to get that. Use fine traps here. You can, if you like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's okay. do that. Probably takes a moment. Just sort of sensing the presence there, and you take a moment to just let the sort of feeling of the magic wash over you, or the potential for any sort of hostile, you know, contraptions of any kind. It does seem like I, I don't think the spell actually. It doesn't let you specify exactly where it is. It gives okay. you the presence of. But here in front of you, there seems to be some kind of potential trap rigged in this sort of tile field oh, here. So. Yeah. Well, that was not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Are there... Robbie's like... If I look up at yep. the ceiling... <laughs> As I thought. Bad news. <laughs> if I look up at the ceiling, is there anything that could be grippable on the ceiling, or is there anything that could reasonably like yeah, look like gross. it would be hung or something from the ceiling? Uh, with an incredible throw. I mean, it's so there's cracks in it that have kind of been reinforced by the kobolds. You'd have to... It, it's like 30 feet up, too, so right. you're... Potentially, but that's, you know, okay. you're looking at... There is no other way across. We must figure out this... Let's see if forward two cards are... 
for the microphone. Don't lean forward too far. Puzzles. <laughs> uh, we must figure out this map, this puzzle. It's the only way to get across. It would seem, yeah. I'm, Is I'm... there anything heavy, anything that we could put on one of the things to test what happens? So there's a, like, you've walked through the ruins, there's chunks of rubble everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's heavy stones, for sure. Yeah. Let's pick up some stones. Come with me. We're yeah. gonna gather some shit. I don't know. <laughs> and let's go and, I guess, gather some heavy stones that we <laughs> yeah. think are, like, all, you know, like, at least cobalt weight. Okay. That's um, pretty heavy. Yes. So, and then I wanna... Okay. Here's what I think we do. So you find a piece that's, like, it looks like it's a chunk of kind of a, an overhang that fell down, so you get it by the corners. You kind of <clears throat> Mate, that means fuck all to me. I'm just going to put one stone on each of these things, see what the fuck happens, yeah? All right. It may set off an alarm that lets them all know that we're here. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is... How about I mean, this? The, the, it, I'm not the, exactly... The symbol is this right now, yes? That, yeah, but there are no symbols anywhere else, so... Yes, but we have this. I'm not sure if it's this way or this way, but we might as well start by trying. Is that if we the put... same dimensions? Yeah, it's eight by eight, eight just by eight. as this. Okay. If we put one of the rocks on this symbol, on okay. that third one right at the front... All right, I like We have a 50 50 chance of getting it right. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, so let's try then the rock on that uh, on that one. All right, give me an athletics check as a two. You carry that. Oh, dang it. Do they touch hands? <laughs> Settle down. It's kind of big. Uh, Athletics. Yeah. I want to know. Oh, 23. 23. It's all loud. Oh, you're so Great. strong. You sort of get strong. down underneath the. Uh, <laughs> so much stronger than me. Underneath the piece of. Under the trunk of rubble. Oh, a good lift. And you're kind of. The two of you kind of waddling, so. So you're carrying it between you, the two of you. And that's the one you're doing there, the third one. Yes. That's the. Uh, Welcome. <laughs> it's the most unhelpful I don't map like I've these ever pits. seen. I don't like Even if these you're, pits at all. And you have third it kind one. of in position. Sorry, third one. Is that in position? Mm-hmm. The, the are the triangles like nothing? they're not they're not different. What no, do you mean? The, I see the, the, the two types of tiles. I, see, I, see, I, see. Really <laughs> I thought those were like pits of darkness. It looks like the courtyard had been like you know design like there's designs in the in the tile of the courtyard but yeah okay. it's they can't tell any difference between the types of tiles so take that stone are you guys tossing it on there yep <laughs> and it, you have to almost throw it a little bit cuz again there are little gaps between each of these tiles so you give it a little toss and the chunk <clears throat> to a stop. <gasps> okay. 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 There's, all, there's even kind of, it, as you get closer to the edge, it's the first time you've gotten to the edge, and you get a little more of a look into the pit. You can't see the bottom of it, but it looks like each of these platforms is like supported by a beam. So it's like a flat top with a single beam. And as oh the rock God. lands on it, it almost like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> just groans a little bit under the weight. So there's a tile with a rock on top. Okay, what does that thing say for the next one? The next one is the, f- uh, the fourth line on the next row. Okay, and I'm gonna start to lift up the rock well, from we, that one. You cannot get on, you cannot stand on that tile oh, and, and up pick rock. up the rock at the same time. So we must, <laughs> we must remove the rock we just put down. <laughs> okay, yes. And then one of us must step on there. 
<laughs> Fuck the rocks. I think. Sophia's <laughs> <laughs> like, we just put it. There. This has been a good experiment. We see that it works. This was a limited experiment. I, I think. You should it now. We step. We move. We follow. There's a clear no, no, line. No, no, we no, step no, from what, one what, to... what happens, mate? What happens right there? Is there what any happens? way? We fall off this the, will get us the, more the, than no, halfway. No, no, no. Yeah, this but, will get but, us to the fifth but, row. Yeah, but then what? Wait, is there what's any we're way in the middle we could do what are you your, do? In your arrow to the satchel thing from no, the fifth the row as opposed to the distance like... wasn't the issue. That an arrow won't fly with a climbing rope tied to it. That's it's too heavy. So I, 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 what I'm saying is, if we're gonna do this, we can get to halfway, and then the only way we can figure out where it's safe to step is with a rock. <laughs> It's the only way. <laughs> I don't see any other way we can do it. So what I think is we take a rock and we we go through on the key part on the on the oh the you know the part where it says it's written and then once we get to the unsure part we're gonna have to take the rock and say here no here not you know and that's what I'm also worried if we get it wrong once. Does the whole thing scramble? Do they run out and change the little thing again? And what happens if they change the little thing again while we're on the thing? Do we just fall into the abyss? There's another wrinkle as you're looking at it, which is that you watched Malik do this. The gaps between them are not huge, but big enough that you have to like do a little hop. Oh shit. Which carrying a boulder of the size that you just grabbed Hopping like okay. that would be. You need a smaller rock. One more say. experiment. Oh, One Jesus. more experiment. Yes. I'm getting smaller rocks. I'm gonna walk away, and I'm gonna find some smaller rocks that I could reasonably sure. keep in like a handful in my hand. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Where's the next step on that thing? The next one. And I'm gonna kind of reference it, and it's the second row, the fourth line. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna take one of the smaller uh, rocks. I knew we brought you back for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, that one right there. Um, I'm gonna take one of the smaller rocks and kind of like toss, toss it, it so that it lands on there. It hits it and then bounces off and then goes down into the pit. But, <laughs> but it stays. It hit and it, nothing happened, but then it kind of bounced. As an experiment then, to the next one over, I'm gonna <gasps> toss a little rock. Like one that isn't the symbol that you're looking yeah. at? Yeah. Right. Okay, Uh-oh. which one are you throwing at? Just the one that's next, like next to it. The fifth line of the second one. Nothing. So it, it doesn't make any kind of noise or groan either. It's, it doesn't look like it was heavy enough to influence the the weight on the look, on the time. It's clearly weight sensitive in some capacity. I just don't know how. If I my bag is pretty heavy that I'm carrying, right? Sure. So if I were to try. To you gonna toss your bag into the abyss? <laughs> no, I meant if I had my hands on it and I put it down, can I see if that triggers anything? Like, if, cause presumably if I'm holding it, I can take it out. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna try to put that on the one that's incorrect, the one that's next door to the correct one. Which one? On this first row on here? On the second row. Uh, you can't reach out. Oh, I guess, then I'll put it on the first row. That's this fine. one, like, right it in front does, of you there? It accomplishes the same thing. Sure. So I'm just gonna, gonna let it sit until it gets, like, a little heavier. You let the bag get down, and your bag, I don't know, probably weighs 30, 40 pounds. You put, the, put it down, and as you're starting to let go of some of the weight, you hear, like, a, like a okay, groaning. Okay, then I'm gonna kind of... And as you bring the bag back up, it, like, is like teetering a little oh. bit. 
Okay. Well, good news. It doesn't outright collapse instantly. Do I want to be running on teetering platforms? No. No! Quite a bit heavier than your bag. So I feel like might... we step on the wrong one, we fall, and most likely die. <sighs> and with some deep thinking, you know, we're going to pivot over for a moment. <laughs> oh, oh, my gee. God! <laughs> Drifting down the sides of the crater, there's a loud recurring noise as the lift is banging against the wall on its Shit. way back up. So as you guys went off because of the weight of Graven, especially like kicking it, <clears throat> it's going like <clears throat> on its way back up, making this loud kind of clattering. It spirals dangerously as it quickly disappears from sight and it continues to rattle as you try to orient yourself midair. Orba shouts Graven's name, that's where we left off before, but gets no response. The burns along his arms and neck still glowing after getting splashed by whatever toxic substance was contained within the vials. About eight seconds of free-falling uncertainty, and then finally the ground starts to come up underneath you. The effects of the Featherfall spell allow you to point your feet, so you kind of orient yourself quickly, get your feet pointed toward the ground, getting for a safe landing. Though no such benefit is afforded to someone unconscious who can't sort of orient themselves. So the two of you kind of feet touch down and you watch as Graven almost reverse belly flops. His back sort of splattering against the ground there. Not in a dangerous way, but in an uncomfortable looking way. You take a quick look around. The only thing standing out amongst the rubble is, and Ravi and Severa saw this before, it's kind of a temple or shrine-looking building on your right. Only two of its four walls are still standing, and most of the staircase that's leading up to it is thick in a sheet of vines. You have very little time to evaluate your surroundings, however, before a loud clack on stone rings out. It sounds like they've stopped throwing vials and are now chucking rocks down. You see a couple of piece of rock splits into a couple pieces. Dexterity saving. Oh, come on, on. man! Uh, Raven's unconscious. I know. Raven fails automatically. 17. 17. It's 7. Don't say it like that. The speed, simply the distance that the rocks have fallen, they've picked up quite a bit of speed. And they give you a good wallop kind of on their way down of a wall up. Uh, six bludgeoning worth Ooh, of a wall up. So one of these sort of medium-sized okay. stones just <laughs> pelts you, and you kind of go down to one knee. Graven gets hit by one of the rocks as well. There's, uh, yeah. He doesn't move, and there's just like a just sort of a dirty sort of thud on his chest. Orba's like immediately trying to do her best to like keep her eyes up at the sky, but also just dodging rocks, yeah. trying to get to Graven, just you shouting his name. Him. You start shouting his name. It's echoing out through the ruins as you're shouting Graven's name. You get no response. After a couple moments, that glowing in his veins fades. He returns to kind of a normal appearance, but he does not return to consciousness. Uh, Orba's just going to put her hand on his chest to see if it's like chest is rising and falling? He does seem to be breathing, yes. Okay. I'm gonna look around for, like, covered places, like, where we could possibly hide him. That sure, we- there's that temple right nearby that sort of has, it's partially still standing. There's pieces of rubble you could duck underneath. The rocks are still falling. Yep, some of them are still falling. So make a decision or we'll do another round of dexterity saving uh, throws. Can you help me? Help me? Help oh, me? Um, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna start grabbing his ankles and I'm gonna get his arms. Give me athletics, Jack. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my 
athletics. Like, well, I guess Orba's tall, but no, you're I'm not the, strong. I'm the littlest in the room. Oh my god, Natural 20! Oh my god. <laughs> Kaimi goes to grab and slips on the tile and kind of falls the stone there, but Orba sort of summoning strength for her friend the here. Yep. Oh. She grabs it by the leg and with one leg under each arm. <laughs> Starts to slide, and Kiimi, instead of trying to pick him up, just grabs him by the shoulders and pushes, oh, like as Orba sort of sliding him across the ground. <laughs> More rocks kind of falling, and finally you get far enough away from the side of the of the crater here. And again, they can't see you, and you can't see them. The fog is thick, so they're just chucking blindly rocks down here. So you get a little bit further away, so that this spray of rocks finally a few more fall, and then sounds like they stop throwing them. Okay, uh, Orb is gonna, like, tilt Graven up or try to, like, sit him up against, like, a sure. wall or, or anything. And just, uh, again, just try to get it. Graven! 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 He looks out to me. I, I don't know what happened. I've seen him take much worse than this. I don't know what that was. His skin doesn't normally glow and stuff like that? Not normally. Okay, um, should we... Should we cover him up with a bunch of... He's kind of the same color as the rocks. Do you think we could, like, hide him here? Should we Should we take him into that eerie-looking temple over there? Can you go peek into the temple and I'll keep an eye? Just see what's in there? Yes, I'm going to run over there really Make quick. Make an investigation check. Okay. As you're running over there... This cleric... His safety is important to you. <gasps> yeah. Oh my... How many times do we have to go over this? He's my friend. Friend... We do not need him to break the curse. Okay, are you withholding information from me? And I'm talking as I'm running, right? Yep, I'm still yep, running over the temple. Yep, okay. I'm moving towards him. Very well. This temple was a temple to Deiruku, the, the Kelkian god of love and lust. And inside are private booths of prayer, because one who sought guidance from Deiruku would do so in isolation. Some of these prayer booths may still yet stand, a good a place as any, to hide a body from sight. That was really helpful, nice information. <laughs> what was the investigation check? 18. <laughs> <laughs> so the, both his suggestion and your own ability to sort of salvage through the rub uh, rubble, you move through what, there's like a door that's kind of on one hinge and you kind of push it open and it even <laughs> falls apart a little bit. But as you push through it, you see like, it looks like it was once like a, a little aisle and then on both the left and right sides, little cubicles almost for sort of private prayer. You can see little rods where maybe a curtain once hood, there is no, there are no curtains anymore, but there's, most of them are crumbled, but there's at least one or two that if you put someone in there, I mean, they certainly wouldn't be visible unless somebody came in here. So. Okay, great. I'm going to uh, like step back out of the temple and like give a, give a wave and a thumbs up and then run back over to help Orba pull okay. Graven. Okay. There's a place inside? Um, yeah, lots of lots of little hiding spaces. He should be fine. Let's get, let's get him over here as fast as possible. Okay, thank you. Give me athletics checks again. <laughs> it's going to be, gonna be bad. Don't jinx yourself. 15. Oh, Athletics, 7. 7. Okay, you guys are starting to move. You're you're picking him up and you've got him pretty secure, but it's up a few stairs. So you're very slowly, kind of one step at a time. Yeah, every time it hits, sorry, Graham. Oh, sorry. His Graham. legs are kind of tapping against the, the stone. As you guys are moving, you hear a few more disjointed rattling noises. And it sounds like the lift is coming back. No. At first. But in addition to the sounds of the lift sounding like it's coming back down, 
there's another sound like something's moving through the air quickly. And you even see some of the fog, like... And something comes through the fog, sort of reddish and with a tail, and... Hits the ground and like blood spatters out to one side. The tail kind of curls up in a creepy sort of disjointed way, and part of the jaw just breaks off, and kobold teeth go flying as one of the kobolds from up above lost their footing or something has slipped and down and has fallen all the way down and just hits the bottom. And you even as you're pulling Graven up the steps, you get hit with like blood spray spatter from the uh, from the kobolds. Orb is gonna just drop Graven and get in front of him and like kind of block whatever vision. Okay. Whoever you can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, Amy, can you manage? I'm gonna try to fend off whoever this is. Um, manage pulling his body? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna pull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> very slowly, you're making progress. I'm just gonna be like on guard. I'm Anything you're doing, you can hear that lift. If I see another little red guy either fall or get off that lift, I'm holding. Uh, I'm holding. Let's say Ray of Frost. Okay, give me a perception check. Okay. Oh my god, I can't read these. Perception, I can't read my dice. <laughs> uh, six. Six. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I feel like you stalled so you didn't say what that number was. Six. <laughs> uh, so that rattling noise continues. And finally, the lift pushes through the fog. You start to see the bottom of it, just that simple wooden platform. And by now, Kimi's like to the top of the stairs, but you haven't gotten into the temple yet. So you've gotten Graven just to that last step, and you're starting to see the lift descend below the fog, and riding it down, hand on one of the suspension ropes to sort of keep themselves steady, is a rather haggard-looking half-elf. Not injured, but heavily fatigued. And even with the motion of the descent, you can see his chest rising and falling noticeably. It looks like his ride down the side of the crater could be one of the first times he's taken a breather since the last time you saw him. And Erlen comes down through the fog and finally reaches the bottom of the crater there, still standing on the crater. So just because you weren't here when we talked about the lift, if you step off of the lift, based on the weight, it will head back up. So if you want the lift to stay, you would have to put something on it. I is, just want to remind you. Is there you like a rock nearby? There's quite a few, yeah. There's rubble all over the place, pieces of structures that have... And I'm like, I have like some fairly recent, like, blood, actually. On yeah, a little yeah, sort yeah. of spatters and scrapes yeah, yeah. across the sides there. Orba clearly <laughs> drops what she's... Do I see Orba, or...? Yes. Uh, Kiimi, you haven't seen yet. She's pulling Graven up the steps, but you see Orba. She's like in ready attack position at the base there. You all right? Orba just runs over to him, like runs over the little gross kobold body and yeah. just hops over him and runs and just embraces One foot through the kobold blood makes kind of a wet step. You alright? Yeah. Are you? I'll be fine. How did... What? There'll be time. There'll be time. Okay. There'll be time. Um, Where are the others? I don't... It's... I'm gonna sort of put a hand on each of Orba's shoulders and like actually give her a look. You're alright. Yeah. You're not really holding like, like, like an old Italian grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? I'm okay. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. She looks physically um, in pretty yeah. decent shape. A little tired, but... I'm sorry. I am sorry. We can talk. Um, Graven, so get off of this, and she's going to start trying oh, to find no. a rock to put on it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There needs to be a rock that goes Yeah, yeah, on. I'm yeah. looking for one. Can yeah. you help me pick we'll it say up? you guys can yeah. find it. The, the, the temple ruins are right there, so there's pieces of chunks of the, the buildings right there, so you can find this one. This is our only way out. All right, all right. I'll sort of push him. 
get a rock on there, and you can see that the lift is standing steady there at the base. And then she's gonna start walking, knowing that Erla's just gonna follow her. All right, yeah. Okay, so really quick bullet points. Um, Kaimi ran into us again, and she's kind of with us. No, down I know, here. and Robbie, yes. What? Where's Goliath? Where's okay, Safira? That's. I don't know where Safira is, and Graven's unconscious, and I don't know why. But why she wasn't is, very far at this point. Yeah. If you walked, you're I'm basically. Still, I'm, I'm yep. pulling him. Is he time. stable? I'm, gonna, I'm running to go help you. Uh, I, I heard you were yeah. all safe. Who is telling you this? The the halfling with the kobold. Oh, the kobold guy. The, the yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Uh, Graven <laughs> was hit by some kind of a poison, I would imagine, and Erland, I've never seen anything like it, and he just kind of passed out. I don't know what's wrong with that. I saw the kobolds throwing. Did you see what it was? I, I saw uh, some uh, looked like potion bottles and yeah, and then rocks, and then I was able to kick one off, and the other two. Oh, started. that was you. Yes. Oh, I didn't good hit job. You, did it? No, just rocks. <laughs> Okay, no. Um, yes, Theokis, you you left a trail. There was also a, a significant number of nipples in the trees. <laughs> yeah, you found the nipples. Okay, good. Several. I, we can talk. It's all right. It's all right. I found the nipples. Okay. We really wanted you to find No, I followed the nipples, yes. Okay. I thought it was strange, but quite clearly you. And then other... And I'll, when we're all together... I can... Okay, yes. But Theokis said you were all safe. Where's... I don't know. We we descended the lift after the two of them, and Do I don't know where they ran off to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm helping, her. Okay, I'm helping her. Okay. I'm helping her. I'm helping her. I'm gonna be like, he followed the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why are you wearing my clothes? Oh, um, just to be sneaky. <laughs> they don't. don't worry. Fit Do you me. want it back? N- they don't fit you. You're going to trip and fall. Is this really the time so to have I just <laughs> don't want her. She's very nimble. I don't want her to trip and fall on the. Yes. Why? I'm gonna pick up his legs. The three of you can, he's heavy, but the three of you can carry him. You carry him into the temple there and through that sort of unhinged door and you get to where those like little booths are just lined up there on the left and right. What is this place? Uh, uh, sex chapel? I don't know. Excuse what? me? Mr. Curse in my head, he told me this was a place that people came to pray for romance and lust and love and there were little tiny cubicles. I didn't ask too many Who questions. Who told you that? Oh, the voice in my head. Is her. She's the one that's cursed, and she's still cursed. No, I knew that she's... I implied that, but there's a void... Mr. Curse? Yeah, Mr. Curse. That one. They seem to have established a bit of a relationship at this point. It's fine. He has helpful information. He might have been from this town long ago before it was um, covered in rubble and everything, but sometimes he'll pop in and give me really useful information, like that this was a chapel and there would be little hidey spaces. So, here we go. And we can trust this curse. Yes. Don't worry about it. You look at Orba for... Orba gives a, a nod. If I look around at this temple, church, yeah. uh, does anything strike me as New Kelkian or...? The layout seems extremely totally sim- similar. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear the name, but the, right. the New Kelkian god of love and lust is, is not the same, but you... Right. Yeah. The layout of this place looks very similar. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. The god, that's the god I prayed to, actually. Yeah, this looks like Kuya's temple. Have I ever heard of these gods. Uh, Kuya sounds familiar. That's one of the new Kelkian gods, which is a pretty, on this continent, it's a pretty, those gods, unlike Graven's gods specifically, there's gods that sort of more directly influence things, give people powers and stuff like Graven's. And then there's ones that might give you a little blessing or a little advice or something. They're far sort of more benevolent gods. The new Kelkian gods are pretty benevolent, so people pray to them, they might get like a little, yeah, sort of a little blessing of some kind. So, yes, you've heard of 
You've heard of the New Kelkian gods. That's... The one that the one that um yeah, the curse mentioned was not one that you had heard of. Okay, they were... uh, that's the god that Erlen prayed to a little bit ago. Do yes, I feel anything in this space? <laughs> um no. <laughs> your god sucks. <laughs> no, they're pretty benevolent. Kuzni gave me inspiration. Oh shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> okay. All right, is this one of these cubbies? Yeah, okay, let's put him in a cubby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sort of try and prop him up so he's Yeah, they're, they're definitely not big enough for him to be, like, lying on the floor. Like, there's a little seat inside it. Yeah, trying yeah, to, like, prop him up so he's, like... Is there, like, a curtain or anything? Or, like, a little There door? used to be curtains. Oh. There's, like, a rod up on up above the door frame, but there isn't now. It's, like, a time that has been ravaged by time. I only saw Theogus on my way here in some cobalt. Have you... Is this area well-traveled? Are the Ebwoods well-traveled? No, I would say it's pretty abandoned, except for the spirits that are trapped here. Yeah, oh, did you talk to any spirits? I saw the spirits. I did not talk to them. Okay, good. Yeah, don't talk to them. <laughs> I figured that I had no business with the dead without you or the Goliath around. Oh, thank you. Smart. Um, did they hurt you, the spirits? Um. <laughs> there was a mother with a, with a small child that seemed... Yeah, Sephira touched that one. Um, I tried. I really tried. She's so strong. It's fine. We're fine. Don't um, worry about it. We need to find them. Speaking of Sephira, um, or was gonna quickly like my tunic. As, <laughs> it's been a little busy. Uh, as we're like getting Graven set up, she's just gonna because she knows she's in Kuya's church temple thing. She'll just kind of put a hand on his cheek and just close her eyes and Kuya, please watch over this Goliath while we are gone. Please, please, please. Okay. Give me a religion check. Oh, God. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Get your best guy. Religion. I'm so religious. Oh, That's an 18. 18. Oh. Walk me through what's in Orba's mind a little bit. I know she's sort of quickly, she just says a couple things very quickly, yeah. asking for help, but what is she sort of hoping for when she speaks to... Uh... She is hoping that when she comes back, Graven is awake and alive and normal. <laughs> As you guys take a step out of the little um, uh, the little cubicle there, that rod that's above the door where a curtain once was, there's like a little shimmer. And a almost sort of, it looks real, a curtain kind of appears. Oh and you God. reach out to touch it and your hand just passes through it. It's like an illusion, but it blocks sort of any kind of vision in. It just kind of wow. appears there on the side of the... Uh, of the prayer book. Thank you. Do we see that as well? Yes. Oh, it's visible, yes. I thought your gods were passive, Tiffany. would say they're passive. would say that they're not the other ones. That was god magic? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go find them. I don't know where they went. Is, is, is there any other than this person that Ravi is tracking? Is there any reason we're here? Are we just helping him? I'm here for certain reasons. Rob is here for certain reasons. Also, there's something about a lodestone, right? The lodestone, lodestone is down here, and I believe here. Sephira would like to use this as the spiritual location for the bow. It's a lot of stuff. But I think the more time-sensitive thing are these two people's things. Right. And I point right. to Robbie's. You can t- <laughs> yeah. tell, me, tell me who we're tracking as we walk. Okay. Everybody give me investigation checks. Come on. Fuck. Be investigative. Nice. Oh, 24. 17. Nice. That is a nice, 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 That's nice. A so as you guys move yeah, down from the steps of this little <laughs> temple here, perhaps the Temple of Love and Lust, you find 
sort of a path that leads out, and the first thing you see is a couple deep indentations in the soil that look like someone who was maybe standing still, you know, saw something and quickly pushed off. There's like a deep toe indent of a boot. And you look at that and you sort of chart the direction of that, and the next thing you see maybe 15 feet ahead is a little strip of cloth that you find. Oh, Sephira's taking off her clothes. <laughs> I knew good. there was something going on <laughs> with her and the new guy. Is there? Pieces. Oh, you might be right. I saw it. We better I go find him. Register. Sephira. Let's go. I've been gone. <laughs> That's the funniest way to strip. Imagine! <laughs> you want a little piece at a time! You want a little bit more? You want a little bit more? <laughs> I do so it in pieces, he won't notice. <laughs> he doesn't look so much! Oh, shit, you're naked! Apparently, I just myself around. So, these things have been happening simultaneously, and the timeline's pretty similar, but a little bit. You guys are still here at the edge of the, uh, of the sort of tile area. Um, what are you doing at this moment? I cannot believe I'm this close to figuring out what this man is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot get across. So, the other thought I had is, as we've been walking over here, I'm going to kind of lift up the sort of long part of my tunic and I have been leaving a trail for the others. So, I have seen Orba, and I, I think actually that Kaimi can do it too. There's like a little hand thing that they can make, and it can go over there, and it could grab the back. But what I don't want to do is, before they come here, die trying to get there. So what I would rather do is, as infuriating as this is, and believe me, I'm looking at the ceiling, I'm looking at the walls, I'm looking at... I mean, I, I can't... If we could fix it now, we would fix it now. But I think the thing is to wait for the magic hat. Do we know that they are behind? I mean, how far I'm gonna, behind I'm going to turn they? around, Both like... give me perception checks. How much time do we have? I don't know. I have no idea. What, what's that bird? A perception? 22. So Sphere's looking back, and you're sort of trying to see if anyone's coming along the course that you set with the piece of cloth. Robbie's keeping an eye on this area, making sure nothing suspicious is happening. As you're looking, and you guys are standing at the edge of this area, you see like a little turning of the latch of Shit, this door. Down. And I'm just going to kind of motion and... Both of you give me stealth checks. Oh, in oh, the middle of a fucking room. Oh, God. Oh, like, with a boulder of... on the thing. <laughs> Eight. 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 Yeah, 21. Bingo. 21. The door opens up. Sophia is the is the first one to react. She she ducks like back in this direction. Thanks, Billy. It's been fun. Uh, can you get that? I got it. I can. Oh. You guys got it. Yeah. Oh, look at this teamwork. Dexterous. That was one of the holes between the tiles. Got with her toes. I can get. There we go. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Robbie. <laughs> oh, God. As Robbie ducks back as quick as possible, you're trying to get into a good hiding spot and you kick a couple of small stones that just kind of no. across the tile. And coming out here is a little kobold. And as he peeks out, he, he's, it sounds like he kind of hears a little bit of noise. As you're watching him, just kind of from your little hiding spot, sort of has a suspicious face. I'm just face. kind of too Robbie if he can see me. Almost like he feels just out of safety. He walks over here. Oh my gosh, okay. Oh shit. Ah. 
what is it now? Oh yeah, the boulder. What happens mm-hmm. to the boulder? New symbol. Does he notice the boulder? He does not. As Did the he? thing turns, it clicks into place, and then there's a big groan. And the sound of a boulder, you hear like... A big hole opens up in the ground. <laughs> and the, the kobold kind of... Oh, no. Yeah, you did that, buddy. That was your fault. Yeah, you broke it. Tell your boss. <laughs> and it's about at this time, sort of hiding behind the rocks here, peeking over, that you hear some other footsteps. And Sophia looks in the direction of where she tore the tunic put my hand pieces. on my bow just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see three shadows emerging from the fog in that direction. Not cobalt-sized shadows. Uh, no, one kind of cobalt-sized. <laughs> two definitely okay. not cobalt-sized. I'm going to pull my scars out. Raven! Kaimi! Can you hear me? Orba! Do you think it's them? I hope so. Hi! Benji! Fuck is I yeah, come, 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 come. We've come. got a surprise Wait, for you guys. We found your clothes. What? Is that yeah, not Orba's got a pile of clothes. Wait, what? Hi, Ravi, Erland. See, I'm gonna Jamie. give Erland a pat on the back, honey. What happened to the other one? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. What the fuck happened to Graven? Okay, so, um, would you like to do it this time? Uh, his skin glowed, he passed out. What? Okay, he's safe, he's hiding in a love dungeon thing. Um, what? It's a okay. love dungeon? We, we don't worry about Temple. it. There's a temple that we hid Hang on, he, he passed out. What Apparently, do you mean? And his skin was glowing. How is are he you sick? here right now? I thought... Well, we left a rather obvious trail. We did leave a trail. Yes. Ah. Okay, it works. I also heard that you set off... A, well, likely you set off some sort of pit trap. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's actually now that everybody's <laughs> on the general idea of how we all got here today, what are we doing? Do oh. you need these? Uh, we need your hand. Your magic hand. <laughs> you want your clothes back? Oh, yeah, 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 actually. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take that and kind of like shove them back in my bag. a number of strips of cloth. Yeah. And a shorter cloak. Um, so what's happening? Okay. The lightest stitch. There's some sort of maze or puzzle to get across <gasps> this. Are we like kind of cowering this, with them behind Yeah, it? sort of at the other end there. Can Erlen sort of like poke his head up uh, over and just sort of see? Mm-hmm. Malik, the man I am chasing, he went through that doorway over there, but we cannot get there unless we safely cross this maze. I, we've discovered that if we follow these symbols, that we can get across, but the problem is, is half of the map is missing. So we can only at most get about five rows over there. As you can see, if you do it wrong, a big hole opens up in the ground, which is not ideal. But there's a bag so, <clears throat> behind that pillar, uh-huh. that you can see. Yeah. And we think it that the, the key the that he was using to get across is in there. So, Great, so how do you know which symbol, which symbol is, is, the, is the good it one? It says on the thing, it says the... Um, do you see what it it's says? It's hard to see, but there? when they point it out, you can make it out. It's, it turns. That's and the new that one? That is the symbol that, that is the new chase. So it's an axe-looking thing. So if we... Trace this one. You can you can clearly what's go. Jump, what's your jump distance again? Uh, your strength score. If you if you have um. You don't have a running jump. If you don't have a running jump, it's half your strength score. Score, not modifier. So that little number underneath so your strength. <laughs> yeah. What is the distance? Is it five half feet for all of these? Yeah, it's about five feet to, to jump to another one. Well, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six. 
Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't seven. know if you can oh, count on being up? like a like... No, there's, no, it's, it's eight. eight. Oh, we just don't have any of the We don't have the eighth row. Is this time okay. sensitive? Is someone coming? Oh, well, we don't know, but we should treat it like it is. The other problem is that kobolds are all behind that door. And you think the other half of the map is over there? Yes. Uh, so we think it's in the back. get close enough, you can do, do your you still have your fall catching thing? thing? What? Uh, no, but we have oh. our, our hands. Yeah, it's, uh, it goes as far as 30 feet, so... Can you... Yes. So, yeah, so if, if you and I got within 30 feet and the bag might be heavy, I think we could use two hands. Yeah. I I'm think down. that's the best idea. I don't want anyone over the holes, even if we're, you know, falling slowly. Let's not fall at all, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and while we're planning this, I'm just gonna like be like, hey, just gonna do a little check-in, like, <laughs> little um, ping. um, brother, Mr. Curse, um, any, you seen this before? Is this jogging any memories? Hello? I know this place. The Hanas Theater. Manasami's largest public construction. It was used as a meeting hall place for governance, sometimes for plays. There is something else important about it. The sheriff of the Ebwoods. He who ordered the death of the caretaker. He had an office here. So, okay. So we all just sit silently when she tries to commune with her curse? Yeah, give her a second. Should I, should I be trying to find the sheriff's office? Is that what you're your invisible dead gut is telling you to do? Telling us, me, to do? It would be good to find it, yes. Okay, um, any symbols that might point me there? There is a symbol above the sheriff's office, a small room. There is a star and a moon. That's kind of cute, okay. Um, I'll look out for the star and the moon, and then when I step foot in there, you will totally magically remember who you were and how to get out of my head, right? Yes. Wow. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push that. Uh, I'm just gonna make an inside check. <laughs> oh, I don't like Self. that. <laughs> oh no. Three. Yeah. No. Hard to hard to read whether that was confidence or or sort of messing with me. Difficult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Gonna turn back to the group slowly. This was a theater. A, a place of culture. Okay. Don't know how much that helps us getting across, but... No, you're telling me that patrons of the theater had to come in and jump through this maze. Maybe yeah. it's That's lower stakes than a... we think it is. Uh, no, the I construction so. of the tiles in front of you look <laughs> like cobalt. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> that is since the ruins <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that so The patrons are like, I can't wait to go. <laughs> <Snaps up. laughs> if you step on the wrong <laughs> space... <laughs> Yeah, you get a different kind of production. <laughs> well, it's not great. Anyway, I've got a little bit of a personal mission now to get to get going once we get inside there. So oh, I'm right. Um, okay. So if you okay. two can use these symbols to get close, you can bring the satchel to us, and we can finish the map. We did test it out. It is that is the right way, but don't yes. don't, don't so step on the if wrong you stone. Follow the axe-looking yeah. symbols up to the fifth row. And that should get you close enough that you can bring the satchel to you. Yes, and be ready with your thing that um, slows everything down. Please be ready with that, just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many extra feet from the last row to the back? Uh, mm, five, ten. 15, a little more than 15, between 15 okay, so and 20 feet. Barely. barely. <laughs> okay. Would we feasibly be able to stand on 
one thing at a time together? Yes, but it would be difficult to like hop to a different one while you're both standing on it because there's like you're like you're like almost hugging each other if you're standing on the right. same. How tile. much do you weigh? Can I put you on my back? Do I know? You could give her a piggyback. Like, it would be, again, it would be hard to hop between tiles. You have to go that. one at a time. Is there a problem? Well, if uh, I think why don't we both go? If if one of us can stand on one of the rows. One back, if that's still a distance that we can manage, so that we don't, you know, uh, try to share the same tile and fall. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe, try to maybe one hand, tile. one hand will be enough, and I'll be there for backup. I don't know. Okay, yeah. well, great. so you can't, can't. Huh? One is what? Can you pick that up? We've tried we picking know. things up before. It, it, there's a only a certain amount of strength that the hand has. My, it's the best fucking option. Okay, would you Let's like go. to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. All right, please. Which ones are we're gonna take? Yep. Can we? Can, we, may, can I take this? Yes. Okay. Great. I'll snatch that. I'll just follow you. Okay. Um. That's Why don't you take a laser pointer there? Okay. Direct oh. me across the. Uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, gonna go over there. Please be careful. And he sort of takes a deep breath and gives a little kind of hop, and it seems to like give just a little bit. But stay steady beneath your feet. All right. You look back and everyone's sort of. <laughs> okay, and then I'm going to go over here. Great, 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 great. It's going great. I'm not even gonna look behind me. I'm just gonna go right in front of me. Orb is gonna quickly follow suit so she can remember which pattern Kimi is taking. I'm gonna turn around like thumbs up. You're doing great. Okay. Um, and then. Go to the next one. Right in front. Chill, vibes, vibing. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna go over there. Okay, and I'm gonna turn around and just kinda like, this is as far as it goes. Oh, this is it? Yeah, this is as much as the map is giving me. It is 30 feet away from you, but it's around the pillar. You can just see like the edge of the bag there. Do you, may I? Really yep. quickly? <laughs> Alright, so we're doing the axe. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the circles with the X's in them mean very unstable terrain. <laughs> that seems to be as opposed to the rest of it, which is true, super solid. Yeah. Regardless of symbols. <laughs> <laughs> so like don't step left is what I'm saying. <laughs> tell me if you think that this is true, but because there's nowhere to go from this one except that way, does it seem like that is at least a really, really good guess because it's not to the right and it's not up. It's not any of these other options. It's got to be that one, right? You're so smart. Oh, but please, 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 please do not guess. Please. We're not guessing. No, no guessing. Not guessing. No, this is no a logical guess. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just yelling. Sabiro, um, very quiet. Who guessing? hear you. I really don't want them to guess. I'm just going to take a really deep breath and go no! here. <laughs> 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 Leaps a little bit. <laughs> Puzzles, <Wow>. bitch. <laughs> and you can see now oh the sort of little piece of the satchel that's sticking out from behind the capstone. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and cast Mage Hand. <laughs> you give it a little pull. It 
seems pretty light. Oh. You see it like uh, hers is invisible. She has sort of a sort of extra expertise with the mage hand. So the bag just kind of lifts up into the air, so and you watch Kimi pull it forward. Mm-hmm. Kimi, you are so cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, should we? Back. Okay. Oh no! It's in, it's in the back. It's in the back. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna like slowly zip. Right. Look into the bag. There's a, just a couple of things. It looks like there's some rations in there for uh-huh. him to eat as he was traveling. It looks like there's uh, an empty potion bottle in there. The cork are taken out. That's already been used. There is a torn piece of paper. Oh. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. So maybe memorize what that says, and we can ferry it back to our friends once we have the the right path. Oh. God. What? Um, it's just gonna be a little bit more complicated than we wanted it to be. Oh, Why? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I, what's my ability to memorize this, like, right now? I mean, you also have some, like, parchment in your bag. If you wanted to do a quick scribble of it, like, it would... Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everything out I need and just kind of, like, double the map. Can you mean, like, sort of squats on the ground with a... <laughs> oh, my God. Using my paints expertise here. Yeah. Okay, and then I'll, um... Give the copy since it's more like sturdy and in one piece. Sure. I'm gonna pass it back. Hand it back to Orvis. So you have to kind. Of, you, you have to go back a step because did you can, follow her? Well, can I just cast Mage Hand and like grab it from her? Sure. Holds it up. Daisy chain and some Mage Hands <laughs> together. <laughs> okay. Takes okay, it with a Mage Hand into her possession. Um. Can I see? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was Mage Handing. Sorry. Yes, great. I'm gonna give you the, the copy of it. Yeah, can I see it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You don't see the invisible map anymore. Are you sure? Why does it get more complicated? Oh. <laughs> it really doesn't get more complicated. Yeah, it just gets longer. Okay. <laughs> I can't memorize that. When we can't. You just you got to backtrack at some point. Well, okay. Orb is gonna. You're, you're good, Kimi, to move forward. Yep. Hmm. Does that seem true? <laughs> I'm confident. Because we can just get everybody. Like, we could just duck, duck, goose, not duck, duck, goose. Yep. Don't duck, worry about that. Duck, yep. We can just have everybody follow one stone at a time. So yep. we're all in one single. Okay, great. Orb's gonna backtrack. <laughs> okay, we'll say you work your way back. Yeah. Okay. One so step at a time. This is quite a long trail, actually, here, guys. So why don't we all just go one by one, following right after the other, like Amy and I just did, and we'll get over there. Okay. Okay. All right, is there anything else we need to do before we all make this venture? But, uh, no. Okay. Gird our loins? Great. Are you okay. moving as they're talking? Or are you all going to have to jump? I'm just going to wait for them. Okay. Yeah. We go boop, 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 boop. Yeah, we go yeah. backwards. Okay. okay. All right. Yes. Orba's going to lead the way. She's going to do the path that she just did with Kaimi. Okay. Do you have a laser pointer? Uh, yes. Okay. God. Christ. Okay. Uh, which way is Erlen's going to go right behind Orba. Okay. So the first one, we're doing the axe, right? Yeah. So the first guy in that little corner there. And then diagonal one. Who's behind Orba? Erland. And then I'm gonna go up two. Uh, Who's behind Erland? Uh, I will be. Alright. Look at that. Okay. And then. Up like a game line. of snake. I guess <laughs> Orba's gonna mage hand this back to Kiimi. <laughs> Have fun, girl! <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna go diagonal uh, to the right one, to my right. Okay. So you, you, everyone's quiet, kind of, and the platforms just mm-hmm. teeter every so slight, ever so slightly. All right. Okay. Um. 
here I go. Okay, do, do go ahead and show me the route rather okay. than do it one at a time. Um, we're going two this way, and then we're going diagonally up this way, and then over there, and then up one more, and then to that guy. Amy, one platform at a time, works her way through, and she can hear each time she hops, she looks back over her shoulder to see. <laughs> and like just one bounce at a time, everybody following along. You work your way finally to the other side. So the last person has all of you. The last person, it's this one, right? Is that the last yep. one? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So Robbie's on like the last step there, and he's about to sort of make his little hop, and you hear. As soon as I hear that, I'm gonna say, "Can I'm gonna motion to everyone to get behind the door to see if we can't get behind the door as they do that." Where's the bag right now? Uh, I have it. Kimi's possession. Um, Can I try and grab the bag from Kimi? You see him reaching for it. Wait, what? What? Do you let him have it? No. Okay. He doesn't let you have it. I'm gonna try and pull it away. Do I, do I get it? Uh, do make I have... an athletics check <laughs> against both of you. <laughs> do I do I get you, it? You make it <laughs> yeah. Just looks at Matt hopefully. Oh no! 19. Dirty twenty. She no, that's you. not twenty. Oh, it's a nat twenty. You're reaching for it Dirty and immediately yanks it away. Yep. <laughs> and you go door. Okay, I'm just gonna. What, what was your question? Do I have time to put feathers? Do I? Can I strap something around my head and put feathers? Give me a straight dexterity check. D20 oh plus God. your dexterity uh, to do it as quickly as you possibly can. Oh, we should have done that earlier. From? He had them from oh, the pit. Them. He took That's them out right. of the pit trap. 16. So I add these two numbers together. Yep. Yes. 28. 20. 28. Wait. What? Wait. Oh, with advantage, you said. You were, I don't think that should matter. You rolled a 12 sorry. plus... Oh, no, sorry. The, oh, the yeah, sorry. The, the oh, modifier. my bad. 15. 15. Right? I was like, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> you were like... <laughs> <laughs> you do it pretty quickly anyway. Means, so you're doing this as you're hopping from the other thing. You reach into your pocket because you can hear the door opening and you're worried. And the door opens up and you're moving in the direction of where everyone's sort of crouched behind the door. But you're visible still and the cobalt <laughs> kind of comes out and you had just placed it atop your head. <laughs> It's probably confusing. <laughs> oh my, oh no! The emotions inside. He doesn't get patted down. I stare at the cobalt. I step slowly towards the door. And since I'm the only one with these black feathers, and if these guys try to get into the door without them, they probably won't get in, I gently suggest that they follow me with their weapons <laughs> drawn. Hard to see exactly what he's indicating at that moment. What are you, yeah, what are, yeah, what are, what you, are you doing? <laughs> you start to motion with your hands. <laughs> oh. Uh, and I step to the door. Oh my god! Can I, while he's doing that, what is the like latching system on yeah. this door? Can you see how it like connects to the wall based on the like? Yeah, there's like an iron hinge. What do you Can mean? I... Uh, sorry, not that side of it. Not the hingey part. The closey part. Like, uh, is there like a chink or like a? Yeah, there's like a <laughs> bolt lock on the other side. If that's what you mean. Yes. Like, yeah, to close it, it's like a metal bolt. Can that I? Comes down. As he's closing the door, mm-hmm. he's I wanted, literally doing. I, I'm gonna try and like stay with the door as it's closing. I have a block of incense. And I'm going to try and slide it on the ground. Like, not slide it, but like put it on the ground like a doorstop so the door can't fully close. Okay, give me a dexterity check. This is with disadvantage. You are exhausted, remember? Yeah, I can't do fucking anything. Oh my god, what did you do? What have you done? 
Are you serious? You roll the block, and just it looks like it's rolling right for where the door is about to shut, and at the last moment, it hits a bump in the rock and just rolls away. Door closed. Sorry, I didn't want them to know that the bag wasn't there. Oh. What the heck? Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's okay. Gonna go pick up the stupid block of incense. Um, um. Why did he just put feathers on his head and go inside? Do we have Do we have feathers? I was just about to say, feathers. And can I anywhere around this area? In this, this is like a man-made courtyard. There's no, definitely no. There's no the animals feeling, here. Like we're not gonna find feathers, which means why do we only, need feathers? Because I don't know. But what we saw when we saw Malik is we saw him have that piece of paper. Uh-huh. He jumped across the stones. He straightened himself up before he decided to knock on the door when he had those feathers. Oh, sure Malik was wearing feathers? Yeah, he was wearing feathers too. That's why Ravi knew to put them on. Are there feathers in his bag? We have his bag. Uh, uh check. There were no extra feathers. God fuck! Anyway, he straightened himself up. Looked like he had a moment of second thought or something, or that he was, I don't know, gathering himself, and then knocked on the door. Two kobolds with spears came out, poked them right at his chest, saw the feathers, thought... Uh, I don't know, I guess that's our kobold king or whatever the fuck that means. Patted him down like they were doing a, you know, a check for something. I don't know what they were looking for on him. And what's weird is okay. they didn't do the same Who thing Who is this person that Ravi is tracking? That might it's catch some, me up quickly. It's some kind of city official that he needs to interrogate I for some I don't think it will. I actually think it'll make things much more convoluted. He was the assistant to the vermin control guy, which Can tried to... Can Erlen just to try the, the door? <laughs> <laughs> It's Ruffy. definitely locked. Ruffy. It, even, it even rattles a little bit. Like, if you pull too hard, it's not, like, so solid that it doesn't okay. rattle a little bit. Can If we knock again, they clearly just open the door. I know that they're armed, but if we just bombard them, there's four of us. Would my charm person work on a reptile? Kobolds are humanoids. That would work. Uh, would, can you do more than one in that. case there's multiple of them? Can I? I believe if you upcast it, so if, uh, it's it's level one, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you cast it at level two, you can target two creatures. Am I do you you have level two spell slots, I think. Yeah, on your sheet there, or do you only have level one? I only have level yeah, one. so you can only target Shit. one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So people who have higher level spells can can cast at a higher okay. level. Okay. Perhaps we knock and ambush them. Um, we can charm one and physically fight the rest. I mean, here's the problem. Charm, just to clarify, charm person's not mind control. So if you charmed one and then started beating up their ally, they would start fighting you. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they do defend their, their uh, ally. I think the, the problem that I'm worried about is it seems like they have a right kingdom of some sort down here. And those two were clearly organized and clearly reporting to someone else. So us stepping in here is literally stepping into, I mean... The bear cave. Okay, How so important is Ravi to us? Well, I'm not going to abandon this person. I need to yeah, get in uh, there. Yeah, she also needs to get uh, in. Right. First of all, Dang. definitely not leaving him, just literally to die. <laughs> Sorry, Billy, not looking at him. <laughs> 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 Didn't want to influence <laughs> So... He can still hear you. He's on the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie, cool, guys. Charlie Brown's away. <laughs> can, can people do uh, my attacks mostly make noise. I can try and silence him quickly. I mean, my arrows usually make kind of a whooshing sound. Like at the Broken that's... Crown, I can try and silence him quickly. Understood. I think. That's I don't. Does anyone have a healing potion or some some 
roots of the oh, fruit. Yeah. Uh, I know, I feel like shit. Yeah, you look like right I'm also like covered in like dirt and yeah. dust. He looks like he's been traveling sort of without sort of stopping for some time now. There's dirt and shit. Uh, give, give me, I'm looking in my bag. I believe I gave you one before the... Yeah, you did. I'm yeah. just looking for it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I have a healing kit. Oh, you gave me one. Yeah, I gave you what? Oh, you, you. I, I believe you ingested yours. Um, oh. make a count. Or she hands over one of her last healing potions. Three HP, so. Make a count. Two D four plus two. We get him a coffee so you can <laughs> shake the exhaustion. Oh no, that was drunkenness, right? Wow. Okay. Four plus what? Two. So six. Okay. Oh my god, we have. That's the average. I rolled the average. Oh, that's what we're shooting for now? (laughs) Fuck, I've rolled two net ones already, so yes. (laughs) Average sounds nice. (laughs) I think we've got to go in there, but I suppose, I mean, I think we should expect to be bombarded. So can you be on the front lines of this, or are you not going to make it? For this first one. Thank you. For this first one, let's see how I do. Positioning yourselves kind of around. The I'm door. going. Uh, you stay hidden, so perhaps you get uh, the element of surprise. Just stay behind the door. Just an attack. All of us? Yes, all three. You won't be able to see him like from behind the door. All There's also this sort of you know wheel thing that's over there. Someone could. Some, some of you on. perhaps hide there, and I'll knock and pretend I'm, I'm coming in, and then I will hopefully thing. strike him in a way Can that I kind of crouch behind him. the wheel thing so that I and have a okay, I'm gonna sort of bow. Knocked. Have my dagger, I guess. Oh yeah. Everyone kind of getting over here? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Or, oh, Kaimi, maybe if you want to hide, like, up against the wall by the opening of the door, okay. like, as soon as it opens, you can hug the wall. Does Great. that make sense? Got you. Because you got the stabbies? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go over there and, like, hide. Okay. Crouch down. Um, give me a perception check as well as you're okay. over here. Same with Sephira, who's over here, too. Okay. Ooh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nice. Five. As Kiimi circles around the capstan and then Orba gives her the idea to kind of wait by the door, you're walking like just along the wall to keep yourself kind of up against it so if someone comes out, you have sort of the element of surprise a little bit. And as you're moving along that wall, sort of right... Oh, I lost my laser pointer. Can I have that? <laughs> right sort of here in the corner a little bit. Um, sort of up here in the corner. You see one of those kobold symbols that's been like scratched into the stone there. Mm-hmm. It looks like three parallel lines, horizontal okay. parallel lines, oh. and the middle one's a little bigger than the other two. <gasps> I'm just gonna look at them and just like. And Erlen's like about <laughs> to knock on the door. <laughs> and can I just. What? Hidden passage. What? The curse? Nope. Even symbols, knowledge. Um, and I'm just gonna like be like putting my hands up on the wall, like feeling for anything. An investigation check. You make it with advantage, you know it's there. So. Okay, so it's rolled twice. Yep. 17. Oh, no, oh, 19, 19. 19. You sort of oh, run your hand along the wall, and just at one point, you're not even kind of intentionally, but you place a little bit of pressure and, and it looks like if you push, that one of the stones here would kind of open up into the interior. Okay. This looks like an infinitely better option. Can I? I'm gonna go in first. And can I kind of crouch <laughs> down and like with my bow, kind of not <laughs> like sneak in? <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna be the first one through. So you push it open, and there's like a little passageway, and it looks like it turns to the right, 
and then goes up. Like there's, it like ramps up to the right immediately after you go in through the wall here. Saphir is the first one through. All right, step your way through. Give me a stealth check. Uh, that's 17. 17, okay. Step your way in. And again, the ground here is sort of a mixture of rock and rubble, so there's a little bit of like crunching beneath your feet, but immediately as you get up to the ramp, it looks like it was cut into the stone, so it's actually quite smooth. So you get to that part, and it's much quieter, and you kind of slowly shuffle your way up. This tunnel was clearly made for a kobold, yeah. not a, so <laughs> you're hunched, and your back is sort of pressing against the wall, and you're, you have your hands on the other side, so you're almost like doing yeah. this sort of sliding your way further up and in. And it sounds like you can hear some on the interior, so there's some kobold noises. Okay, not in the tunnel, but like. No, no, no. Okay, I was like. Coming from wherever you're headed to okay. in general. Yeah. And as you get a little further and further and you're sort of listening for maybe any sounds of kobolds or Ravi, that's what we're gonna say. Oh, 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 I knew it. I knew oh. it. The raven's feathers, you just went for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got two episodes. I him He saw that door open and he was like. Show <laughs> 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 him in there. Uh, yeah, you don't really have a headband, so maybe you took your belt off or something yeah. really quick. And just, how long is his hair? Can you like? Oh, like <laughs> just, well, yeah. Don't you have poofy hair? That would take too long braiding it. <laughs> that is where we're going to take really our break. <laughs> yeah. Hidden As we figure out what's notes. inside uh, this this abandoned theater of old, and maybe figure out a little bit about Amy's curse. Oh. Does the sheriff have an office in the theater? So again, it's not just like it's a like a, like a just for performances. Yeah. It's also like a meeting no, hall, no. like for governance, oh. like for like there's people have meetings here. It's so. multi-purpose. It's it's not weird oh. that the sheriff has a thing here. Yeah. He's not like a dedicated thespian. <laughs> he has his own room. In oh there. no, he's here to be or not. His job's a sheriff. But who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. That's where we're going to pick it back up, and we'll see maybe if uh, we figure out what Malik's been up to in here now. Let's that hope that yeah. it's a Robbie doesn't just die. They're like, you're not the real king. Oh, my God. And as always, I'm They bring him in, he's like, I got the guy. Neither is like, Malik. No, we already have the guy. This is Tim and Malik doing the Spider Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> stupid. Uh, I'll do thank yous for subs and stuff uh, after the break, so thank you all very, very much. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Oh. Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Tabletop Notch for updates, announcements, and really funny stuff. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. But that's enough of that. Back to our story. Hello. Oh, Sorry oh. about the timer Psych. started over. Uh, oh, what a break. Too much fun. Um, too much. Welcome back, everybody, to Chapter 12 of Season 2. Peek beneath the veil. We're gonna be diving right back in. Ravi has taken the lead and and taken us into the kobold den. But as always, before a I might few be things repeating like to say. Yeah. some things, but I want to make sure that it has been said. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jingleimer has given away eleven thousand bits. Hopeful Optimus oh. has given away seven. Crazy Locha gave away eleven community subs. Oh Ren Reb did hundred bits. You have Powers did hundred bits. Dual, I can't read this. Dual Dins, Dual Did I say that? 
I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> I was writing it very quickly. Uh, did a sub <laughs> to the Maxwell resub. Platitudinous platypus did a sub, and then Keeper, it's right here. I have it. Keeper Tay uh, gave out a community sub, and then Jeremiah also just gave out a community sub. Thank you all so, so very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Or crazy locha. Silly <clears throat> Or crazy locha. Crazy locha. <laughs> so locha. That's so locha. Oh. That's so locha. Don't you dare. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll leave. Ravi's ushered inside. Ooh. He's not quite pointing the spear at you, but you can tell he's almost like hovering just behind you. Make sure no false moves or anything that seems suspicious on your end. Any bit of echoing that was present on the outside, it's amplified tenfold in here. You let your eyes adjust to the dimming of the light, and you find yourself in a kind of large foyer, perhaps like a greeting hall, or a, an area for consorting before you pass into the main part of the building. It's very long and rectangular, but other than the blocks of debris littering the floor, it looks entirely empty. The ceilings are very high, and there's a second floor balcony that looks like it goes all the way around the perimeter. It is sort of crumbling in a few places, so it leaves some gaps. So there's just like a big open space on the lower floor, and then a balcony running all the way around the perimeter on the second floor. Once or twice, you think that you see a little flicker of red, like the, like some pointed ears or the tip of a tail. It looks like there might be kobolds up on that balcony that might sort of be just keeping an eye or listening as you walk through. Your footsteps seem rather loud in here, kind of clunk, 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 as you walk through this big open space. It looks like you're being led straight across to the opposite wall, where there's another restored and reinforced door. Again, looking newer. It doesn't look like it's sort of a from the ruin. It looks like the kobolds have constructed it. That's kind of a mixture of metal and wood. And it's a bit of a slipshod appearance there of their of their craftsmanship. So you're being walked through this little thing. He, ha- he doesn't say anything. You can hear him kind of breathing just behind you. And you continue to walk forward. Anything you're doing during this time? Uh, I'm just going to have to walk towards the store. So there are kobolds above. It, they're not like standing watching, but you saw like a little tail, a little ear. So it seems like there are some up above. You just don't know exactly. Surrounded. I'm going to stop for a moment and see what my little friend does behind me. And he kind of, not with the tip, but he just gives you a little push. <laughs> I keep moving forward. <laughs> oh. Walks behind you. You get to the door on the other side. So at about the time that you get to the door on the other side, we're going to swing around. Oh, shit. So this narrow tunnel turns to the right, and then it immediately ascends. A little ramp sort of carved into the rock, clearly meant to be accessible to generally smaller creatures. So you have to kind of crawl your <laughs> okay. way. You're not crawling, but you're hunched. Yeah. It's just a very short trip up to what feels like about one story's worth of height. And you emerge on a balcony, overlooking a very large, empty room. I immediately want to check to see if I am visible to any... Yeah, give me a perception check. (laughs) It seems, oh my god, nine. Nine. As as soon as you get up, you can kind of, there's some cracks in the balcony that you can see down below. And at this point, you can see Ravi and the kobold at the far opposite wall on the lower level. Okay. And in addition to that, just like Ravi did, it's hard to spot exactly where they are. But on this balcony, you see like 
And this balcony tail. is connected? It's, yeah, I, one I, big balcony that circles all the way around the room. And if I look up, is there any, there are, this is the only balcony? Or are yeah, there levels it's just, nope, it? just the one balcony. There's a roof above you, it's cracked. There's like some, a little rays of sunshine peeking through. But okay, cool. and do I see on the balcony, can I see any other kobolds or hear any other movement? Uh, again, you saw like tail, ears, tail, okay. like little flicks of red, okay. nothing definitive, but you see. I'm going to kind of step out onto the balcony then. Like and scoot over a little bit, sure. and then I want to. Is there any railing on this balcony? Yeah, so it, it it's like a fully stone, so it's flat, and then there's like a stone railing, so it's not like visible, right? Unless you peek your head Perfect. over, but there are cracks. Then you know, what I want to do top. immediately is duck down, <laughs> so that I'm in. I'm so I'm hidden behind the stone railing, sure. um, and then I want to kind of, if I can reach my hand into the entrance of the hole, sure. I'm gonna kind of reach my hand in and like. Beckon a little bit. Beckon a little bit like this. Who was behind Saphir there? Who was next to her? Oh, Kaimi was next yeah. one through? Okay. And then as soon as they get up, I mean, Kaimi actually might be sort of short enough that she doesn't have to do much, but I'm going to kind of... She motions to you. Okay. So who, is everyone st- coming up? At the- we should stay under this balcony. I'm going to scoot over. You tell the next person to stay low, okay? okay. So I'm going to kind of very slowly and quietly try to scoot over so I make room for everyone. Sure. Kaimi comes out. Who's coming out next? Oh, okay. Corbett comes out next. She sees Gimi. Stay low. Got it. And then motion. Four of you get out onto this sort of balcony. And by the time all four of you reach and are sort of crouched down behind the the stone railing, you hear, and the door opens. And do you walk through? He sort of motions. Yes. (laughs) So you hear the opening of the door, and then... (laughs) Can I take a tiny piece of my tunic again? To try, I, mean, I want to try to let him know ripped. that we're here. Pre-ripped. And I want to try to <laughs> sort of like over the railing, just drop a little piece as he's walking by. Uh, he has already, down. he's on he's the all passed. opposite way. Yeah, because he went in before oh, you. So, so he I got all the way that. to the other side. Of the room. I mean, you can, it's just he won't see that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> if we could see, I would have. Oh, oh, you! <laughs> no, no, you! Handkerchief, get it out. Yes, he has already uh, passed okay. the other Build side. this into existence. <laughs> <laughs> I ship it. Uh, Do I see any star, moon type mm. symbols? Give me a perception check. All right. Sixteen. Nice. Sixteen. You look along the balcony, and it looks like, in addition to the balcony itself, there's little, like, offshoot rooms, not going into the interior, but to the outside portion. Like, it looks like maybe for when this was at one time a very distinguished sort of meeting hall or theater, there's, like, little VIP rooms. Like, you can peek in, and it's, you know, decrepit at this point, but there's, like, a little seating area in each of these rooms. So if someone was waiting for a meeting to start or a production to begin, they would get this nice little kind of exclusive area. And there's several of these. So you look down the aisle, one off, another one off, another one off. And it looks like the last one down the row on your left, there's a little carved engraved symbol above the door. That looks a little like a star and a moon. It's kind of weathered with time, but it looks similar to that. Um, that door all the way down there on, on the left, I gotta get over there. Um, okay. you guys, I don't know, can do what you need. Maybe you can follow, you know, Robbie or anything, but I'm gonna go over there. If anyone wants to come with me, 
just in case I collapse the second I step foot in there. Numbers, numbers, we need numbers. Yeah, okay, so what if, can you guys maybe go to the far side and see if there's another doorway or a symbol that would lead to where Ravi's being taken to next, and then I'll just assist Kaimi in case, and we can catch up to you quickly. I think we should, we have to walk alongside anyways, we should just walk together and Safir and I can continue on. Okay, Uh, okay. If we're walking, we're going to have to be slow and careful because the kobolds are here on the balcony. Okay. Yeah? Okay. You guys have decent cover here. Everybody give me stealth checks with advantage. Erlen's just a straight roll. What am I doing? Stealth with advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Reroll. 23. 24. 25. Oh, thank wow. God, you guys. E, not a 10. <laughs> Orbis almost falls off the balcony, you guys. Everyone her back. <laughs> Quietly. So, you guys, everyone with their kind of backs down, moving very slowly along the perimeter of the balcony there. You pass by one of those little sitting rooms, another one of the sitting rooms. You peek in to ravage, like broken furniture, broken stone, sort of. Uh, one one almost has like a hole leading down below, like it's completely collapsed in. So a number of them are completely destroyed or out of commission. And you finally get closer and closer to the far end. So the last one on the left is the one that has the symbol. And then what are, uh, Severe and Erlen were looking for something else? We're, we going, were going, so it's, it's about, it. you're about to like turn the corner or something. Oh, I thought it was a circle. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a, a, it's a rectangle. Oh. Oh. Get to the back <laughs> left corner. So we're going to get then to sort of the corner, and yep. Erlen wants to sort of... Watch something. Yeah. <laughs> Erlen wants... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, like, give it a corner check. Sure, give me a perception check. With disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My second one is much better. <laughs> sure we Six. Can. Six. So, as you peek your head around, you it does look like there is a kobold patrolling that side of the rectangle. He's kind of... Sort of, he peeks over the side at one moment and then comes back. He's not sort of walking in your direction. He's currently walking in the other direction. But there is one moving along there. So if you were to turn the corner, you'd be in sight. One cobalt. How far away is he right now? Um, Probably like 20, 30 feet right now. I'm going to going to very quietly <laughs> give me a stealth check this is Jesus Jesus oh full five twice okay. eleven eleven okay respectable for disadvantage pretty quiet uh-huh. moving along you're trying to get all the way up to the kobold so as he's moving in the opposite direction I want to attack immediately he turns before you get all the way up to him sort of he hears just kind of at the last moment <laughs> And what are you doing? Nunchaku attack. Great, give me the attack roll. Um, it would be, have been with advantage if you got all the way up to him, but just a straight roll. Now it's straight though, still, yep. yeah. Let me get to my, let me get to my combat section. Um, 15 to hit. 15 hits, roll for damage. Uh, non-lethal, please. Okay. Uh, seven bludgeoning damage, and I would love it, Matthew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If he made a constitution saving throw. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Yeah, what's this guy's constitution like? Probably not great, right? We little France. Find a D20. Do you see pictures of them? They're jacked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are, they're all strong little friends. Eight. That fails. Mm-hmm. He is, that's stunning. Loser. 
Um, and Erlen's gonna take this moment to uh, another non-lethal non-shaku. That was uh, seven on the first one, I think. Seven damage, yeah. Yeah, uh, advantage, yes. Or uh, yeah. straight. No, it's no attack rolls. Are, he does not have disadvantage. On uh, oh, right. So seventeen to hit. That hits. Again, non-lethal. Uh, nine bludgeoning. Okay, Very that cool. is going to knock him out. There we go. Um, we are doing our. Yes. Control. No, we are. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Yes, let me make sure we have the right rules. He has to walk me through it every time. (laughs) Yeah, so we have sort of special non-lethal rolls for uh, making it a little more difficult. You need to roll, um, so the spillover damage was uh, five. So the difficulty is 13 or higher. I think it was eight plus. So you just roll straight d20 and you need to roll a 13 or better. no. Nine. Nine. Rest in peace. Good night. Is there a side room I could take him into? Uh, yeah. There's wall? there's other of those rooms. I'm gonna quietly hide him. Let's hide him as quietly as possible. Start to try to hide him in one of the side rooms. You start to do so during this time. You've gotten up to that room that has the symbols. It has again, kind of. It has a door, but it's you know it's okay. pretty shoddy at this point. All right. Moment of truth. I'm gonna just look over at Orba, um, and then look back at the door. I'm gonna put my hand on whatever resembles a door handle that's left yes. there. This is it. We step across the threshold here alone. Tell your companions to wait. Well, I'm, I'm never alone when I'm with you, right, buddy? Yes. Okay. Um, wait here for just a second. I. I think I have to do this on my own. I'll scream or something if I need help. Okay. I, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, Ghosts, demons, zombie priestesses? We're gonna be fine. Okay, I just wait that side then. Okay. <laughs> Deep breath. Open the door. Ooh. As you step into the office, you wait for something. A rush of intensity, a, a flood of memories, a flash of light from a spiritual beacon. Something to signify that you've been successfully transporting this disembodied voice all this way. But nothing happens. There is no fanfare. The room itself is nothing. Crumbling stone walls, rotting wood, remnants of some furniture splintered into pieces. And if you hadn't been told by the voice that this office belonged to the Sheriff of the Ebwoods, it would barely register at all as something more than the half dozen sitting rooms that you already passed by on your way here, sort of cold and void of life. But the disappointment of the nothingness sets in, and so too does a realization that this nothingness extends now to the quiet corners of your mind. Your thoughts feel entirely your own, and that itching, that scratching, occupied sensation is lifted. Though you do know all too well at this point to temper your excitement, for the feeling often doesn't last. You wait a moment, and then you flinch as you hear the voice (laughs) of Mr. Curse come through. But this time, there's something different about it. Instead of a telepathic link directly to your brain, it sounds as if the voice is in this room. Yes, yes, yes audible like any other voice and you turn to see 
a faded green outline of a spectral human man. And he's running his hand along one of the nearby walls. He has shaggy shoulder length hair and he has a bicocket sort of a pointed hat and a frilled vest and a cloak slung off of his left shoulder. He almost has like a a bard or a minstrel-like appearance. (laughs) And you've never seen a bard with such a sort of deep, far-off stare of sadness on their face. Sort of moving his hand along the wall, he touches one of the splintered pieces of furniture. This is where it happened. This is where the sheriff gave the order that the caretaker was to die. And his voice shifts in sort of its quality. But this is not my office. The husband and wife, they had a child. A child that they did not wish to raise in the seat of their shame. The people of Manasami called them many things. Murderers for getting the boy killed. Traitors for failing to report the necromancy. And at the very least, criminals. Difficult label to shed when you've spent time in prison. They left the Ebwoods to raise their son, and in doing so, they avoided the catastrophe when Manasami collapsed. They lived. But as I'm sure you can imagine, this only added to their guilt, their disgrace. They decided never to speak of it, not even to their son. A lost story buried away. But what child for a time does not wish to do and be the opposite of their parents? For all their solemnity and silence, I was bright and full of words. I was a musician. I wanted to travel to write songs of far-off lands, great mysteries, great heartbreak. I heard of a place called Manasami. What a great tragedy to have taken place there. It was said that most were too scared to venture into the woods, which only made me want to go more. But when I arrived, a feeling came over me, as if the city itself sensed me, as if it were lying dormant, waiting to strike. Of course, it was my parents that the spirits of the ruin were searching for, but their blood ran through me. And since they had fled, it was I who was burdened, paying for the sins of others. Sins born of ignorance, not of malice. He walks across the room, kind of to the other side. He goes to where it looks like it's completely destroyed at this point. There's a pile of sort of rectangular-shaped wood, almost like it was a desk at one point. And as he reaches out his hand, it doesn't reform itself, but it's sort of a green spectral desk appears. So as he touches it, sort of this memory, this echo of the desk reappears, and he's able to physically reach out and touch it. They burdened me with the suffering of all those that died. The horror of it. The helplessness. They gave me that burden, and they sent me home. And as the madness ate away at me, I did the only thing that I thought I could. I struck my parents down. For they deserved it. 
They'd never been punished for their sins, and so it fell to me. I was filled with the people of Manasami's hate and their agony, and that is where it left me. He reaches towards the desk and opens a green spectral drawer, and he reaches in, and he takes out a green spectral piece of paper, as if, once again, sort of an echo of a time past. This letter here. This is the one that my parents wrote that was intercepted by the sheriff. I can read it. I can, I can see the fear and the conflicting emotion in their handwriting. Such a little thing to cause the loss of so many lives. But see, I think if you look at it, you will see something different. I think you will see the nature of your curse. And he holds out the green spectral paper to you. I'm gonna just kind of reach out, and when I put my fingers through it, does it become physical in my hand? It feels physical, and as soon as you you have it in one your fingers, he lets go of it with his fingers, and it turns from green to parchment, to physical parchment that you can hold in your hands. <clears throat> okay. I'm just going to keep my eyes on him um, until I have to look down at the paper. The important thing to know for you is that this letter was intercepted by Elatrian scouts on its way to Navikapura. And just as my parents' letter was, it was seen by the wrong eyes. You look down at the letter. Whoa. You begin to read. And immediately as you look at this piece of paper, the handwriting is familiar to you. Looks like your parents' handwriting. Looks like your father's handwriting specifically. It says Colette and Lorelei. It's addressed to Colette and Lorelei. I hope that your relocation to Navikapura is going swimmingly. Dillasoon isn't the same without you. As days go by, it feels more and more like you made the right decision. Getting our feet under us in the city is no small task. Somehow it's as if we have less of a place after the war than we did before it. So the letter seems to be written very much in the recent sort of uh, aftermath of the War of Giants. We hear that they're gathering a committee to meet with the Elatrian elves of Lantharipu. A fool's errand, no doubt. A community of displaced halflings who spent much of their lives oppressed by imperial sympathizing elves. And this is their plan for reformation? Trusting more elves? Here's what we think the committee should do. Attend the meeting. Cut off the head of every Elatrian that attends. Pick a part of the thicket that we like and line the perimeter with our trophies of war. Stop asking permission. Everybody else takes what they want. Why not us? We know, we know. Harsh measures. But isn't anyone else tired of all this negotiating? It's selfish, but it would be awfully nice to have a real home before N Nalani gives birth. We don't want to be catching rats here forever. My apologies for our rambling. Right back soon, and hopefully we'll find a time to take a trip east. Or maybe you can come visit us at our new place when we take Lantharipu from the Elatrians. We miss you dearly. Until next we meet, Nalani and Kekoa Crow. 
Do you understand? Maybe. <laughs> written in jest or not, it was this letter, written by your parents, that led to the halfling massacre in Trixta's thicket. They went to the meeting, and the Elatrians, believing it to be an ambush, killed them. Your parents know this, but they hide from their shame in the city of Dilasun. Why do you think they wanted so badly to keep you close, to not have you travel as a searcher? Did you... When did this come back to you? Was it... Was it when I stepped through the door, or...? Yes. And what am I supposed to do about this? When you stepped foot in Bezafir, into the crypts, you were given a curse, yes, but not an elven one, a halfling one. Now that I have remembered my history, when you leave the ruins of Manasami, you will be burdened with the suffering of those halflings that were slaughtered in Trickster's Thicket. Their hate, their agony, you will return home, and you will have to decide what to do. Whether to make them pay, or to forgive. Well, you made them pay? Yes. Did that make you feel better? No. And, 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 and what happened to you after that? You just... You died a peaceful death? I lived for a time. <laughs> I would find myself wondering if I did the right thing over and over. It did seem that after I struck them down that the curse was lifted. I am not sure I would have been given that peace if I had not. So what are you prepared to live with? Oh boy. Well, once I step foot out of this room, possible burning, searing pain of a genocide, <coughs> are you gonna disappear? I will follow you back to Dilla soon. I await to see what your decision is. And when you say follow, do you mean in my head as itchy, scratchy voice or outside as scary <laughs> green musician? <laughs> when you pass beyond the threshold of this door, I believe it will be as it was before, at least until you get back and make your ultimate decision. All right, but don't try to influence me one way or the other. This is gonna be my decision. Well, it was nice seeing you in real life. Do you think I could give you like a hug or like, do you want to like air hug or? <laughs> How about a curse high five? Let's do it, dude. <laughs> feel a touch. It, it doesn't Stop. fully connect. Your hand passes like a little through, but you can feel a little bit of the pressure in the opposite direction. Well, I am a little freaked out that you murdered your parents. 
I understand what brought us together. And I don't really like it. But history is important. And it's important that we know these things and that we try to right the wrongs. And whatever happens when I get back to my parents, I'm gonna tell the truth about what happened and I'm gonna keep telling people what the Elatrians did and, and that's what's really important, right? Yes. You will tell of what the Elatrians did, but the question is, will you tell of what your parents did? When I look into their eyes, I'm going to know what's right. That is exactly what I believe. I have one more place I would like to visit in Manasami. The cemetery. I'd like to pay my respects to the caretaker. I'd like you to go. It is a dangerous place because of the undead spirits there, but I can protect you from them. I think it's important for us to hear him, for it was his death, the first, that led to so many others. Finish your business with your companions, and then I will lead you to the cemetery. All right, friends first, scary undead field trip later. And I'm going to, with the last deep breath of a clear head, enjoy this last moment of freedom and then turn around and step back out of the office. Pass back through that threshold of the door and immediately just almost like cupping your ears, you just feel that sort of stuffy sensation back in your head. And the first face you see is Orba's as you uh, duck back out. Oof. (laughs) Honestly, I'll catch you up later. Big deal. Uh, lots to think about. Voice not gone. Solution possibly found. (laughs) I would love to distract myself a little longer from what lies ahead for me. So, let's, you know, find that lodestone (laughs) or whatever. Got it. Okay. Um, (laughs) while you were in there, um, I had this realization that... I'm not entirely sure it would work, but if I tried maybe speaking to whoever this person is, I, I, I have a special connection between life and death, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know if... But if he has another plan for you, then that's totally <laughs> fine. If he has a solution, um, I'm sure he knows better than I. I don't know how... He's, he kind of freaked me out a little bit um, this oh. past round, but... Sure, why not? See if you can coax him out of here, because I did experience him outside of my head when I was in there, and it was oh. kind of nice. So if you could bring him back out for my trip back home, that would be kind of fun. You want to just... Right now? Yeah, you want to just lean over oh, to my put, ear? Put just... me on the spot, huh? Okay. Oh, oh gosh, okay. Um, or is going to take a look around. Um, let's say that while she was waiting, actually, she's taking like a little bit of the dirt and a little bit of the rubble, and she's trying to just messy her hands a little bit in it. Okay. Um, her eyes are going to close just trying to remember Dr. Veto and the New Calcian Church and just try to like mimic how he stood and how he spoke and his calmness um, and she's going to say into Kikimi's ear 
Spirit, hear me. Show yourself. And see me for who I am, which I believe is the bridge between life and death. And if you wish to find peace, maybe you can find it through me. I'm sorry, a little pause there as Amy listens. <laughs> you hear kind of a spirit come through and then disappear as soon as it came. As if something resisted your attempt to sort of reach in. Oh. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, Orba's gonna like wipe her hands on her dress. Okay, I told you he was getting a little scary this time. Oh I'm never God. doing that again. I'm sorry, I tried. That's okay. That's oh, okay. Scared. Don't worry about it. You okay? Yeah, okay. Let's just Let's go. Yeah. So, you guys go to rejoin Erlen. <laughs> so Beyond the next door is another open room. This one kind of more of a almost like a hexagon, like it's sort of even sides all the way around. And despite its decrepit state and sort of not overwhelming size, it retains a bit of its majesty. It looks like it was a theater. It has a circular stage in the center. There's little pools of water that sparkle by the light of the torches hung on the walls. And though the seating is all but eroded to bits of marble and wood dispersed along the floor, you get the impression that to see someone perform or speak here would actually be a quite beautiful thing. It has a very kind of cozy ambiance here in the middle. Another impression that you get is that the item currently occupying the stage was not there originally. There's a bunch of deep scratch marks and indentations along the floor that look like something very heavy was dragged into place. And on a platform in the very center is a boulder, kind of a dull brown, swirling browns and blacks, almost like a banded agate, but not as vibrant or distinct. And the, the just you're not familiar with it as an item, but in the back of your head, the fact that your companions have been searching for a lodestone, kind of this sort of oddly out of place piece of stone here in the center sort of catches your eye. You think that maybe that might be the object of their fixation. Standing by the stone with his arms crossed is Malik. He's watching, he's like standing looking at the stone there in the middle and he's watching as a kobold who has a cage of rats in one of his hands. He has a little cage with a, like maybe a half dozen, seven, eight rats in it. He reaches in, he pulls one of the little rats out, puts the cage okay. down. Okay. He holds the rat up to the lodestone. No. And he touches its kind of nose to the lodestone. What? And he holds it there. And the rat sort of sniffs at it and then <laughs> begins to gnaw at the stone. Kobold kind of lets him do it for a moment. <laughs> little, little shavings of rock kind of coming out in its mouth. And it sort of eats up the little pieces of stone, pebbles. And he pulls it back. And Malik's kind of watching. <laughs> Kobold takes the rat. <laughs> stone that looks like a ball sack? <laughs> the Kobold takes the rat. And he brings up the cage, and he holds the rat that was just chewing on the stone, and all of the rats in the cage, whoa, yeah. they're like, 
drawn to the rat that was just chewing on the stone. And as he moves it around the cage, they all like get jump over each other and like scamper across the cage to get as close as possible to this rat that's been gnawing at the stone. So they're all kind of following this lodestone lead rat that he's holding in his hand. So he's demonstrating this for Malik and Malik seems to be kind of like nodding along. And while this is happening, the kobold is escorting closer and closer, a little bit closer to the center. And as Malik is watching, it looks like he nods and starts to reach into his pocket and take out like a pouch of valuable gemstones. Like you see some sparkling, some little rubies or something in his hand that he's sort of counting out. And you get a little bit closer. Officer Magmet. Best you keep smiling. If the kobolds think there's conflict between us, they'll kill us. And he holds out a hand. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) Go fuck yourself. What the fuck's up with those rats, dude? This is a curious question, you piece of shit. Because I was He looks hoping, to the kobold. Because I was hoping to ask you the same thing. Why do you insist on sticking your nose where it does not belong? Are you not tied up with your pointed relegation? It's because of my pointed relegation that I am here. I understand Mr. Vareed is up to some shit and that you are involved. So it is my hope to find out what is going on here, take what I know to the city council, clear my name, return to the Broken Crown, and make sure Vareed and yourself spend the rest of your lives in prison. <laughs> tempting. <laughs> Very tempting. And... Uh, what leverage do you have, Officer Magomet? Because what I see is a man desperate in a place he does not know with a supposed mission that he does not understand. He knows not Vareed's motivations or what he's looking to accomplish. He's just being a good little boy of the broken crown. So why don't you tell me either what you're going to do about it or what I can pay you to fuck off. (laughs) (sighs) Unfortunately, money has neither purpose for either of us. Yes? Ah, see. Tell me what you're doing here. And what would that possibly do for you other than give you ammunition against me, sir? Perhaps we both go back to the city council and reveal to them together what this horrible Mr. Vareed is forcing you to do. And perchance, the city of Kotil gets a new head of vermin control and containment. Mm. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> can one more. Yeah. Take Gotta the low, roll. roll and take oh. the lower. <laughs> Tough beat. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh wait. Wait. Lower? The lower one. Yeah, the lower. The lower, one. The lower is. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Oh nice. Oh, 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 oh
17. 17. There we go. Persuasive. It's very charming. I have ambitions. Officer Magomet. Excuse me. Mr. Magomet. Yes? No, I don't believe at this particular time it is the right move for me. Because you see, right now, I can simply frown or push you, and they will take you away and put you in a cell. And I believe that someone, after I've been put in a cell, will come to bail me out. But who will come bail you out, sir? I think no one. It's interesting you think so little of me that I would come here completely by myself. <laughs> ah. Oh, invisible on it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear any of this. No, you guys yeah, don't. Cue Goonies music. <laughs> I know. I really want to pop up and be like. I didn't tell you it was wrong. Ropes about it. <laughs> yeah. What is it that you want from me? I would like you to butt out. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Okay, look. It seems to me that perhaps we could find ourselves in a mutually beneficial situation. (laughs) I'll tell you a little bit about what we're thinking. You tell me if that sounds good to you. And then we go our separate ways. I don't come back with you. We sit on it for a while and see what happens. All right, then. You see, have you ever heard of the, and he racks his brain for a moment, the, um, I have to rack my brain. There we go. Glickett's Quarter. You've heard the name before. It's a section of Katil. There's a number of neighborhoods mm. in Katil. It's one of them. Glickett's Quarter is a an old elven population, very entrenched in the city. And the Glickett's Quarter, they always tend to vote against progress. Votes come up at the council, and they turn their votes in, and nothing ever gets done. They like the old ways. But see me and Vareed, we like the new ways. Tax reform, stronger punishments for violent offenders, and most importantly, no term limits on council members. Oh, we need to make sure that these old elves of Glickett's Quarter don't have a say in the next election. So, we're going to get these little rats into Glickett's Quarter and get them out of their homes by declaring a quarantine, state of emergency, which Vareed has the authority to do as head of the VCC. And you see, in Katil, if you don't have a permanent residence at the time of an election, you're not allowed to vote. So conveniently, we're going to evict a few of these old elves just in time for the election, and then we're going to get our progress. You and Mr. Vareed powerful enough to 
help me return to the soldiers of the Broken Crown. I perchance have a few mistakes in my record and my brother's record. Cleat. I believe that Vareed has the power certainly to revoke his request for pointed relegation, as it was he who put it in to begin with. I came here to look at a particular rat that I was told would uh, do a very good job drawing all of the rats in the city. Not these small, sad, pathetic little creatures, <laughs> but a large one. I believe they have it waiting for me in the next room over. Would you care to join me? Why not? <laughs> he turns to the kobold. Business partners, Mr. Magomet. Officer Magomet. Partners. <laughs> Come on. Starts to walk. <laughs> Following him? Yes, right. Start to move. You get to the far end. Door opens up. And it's very dim inside this room. You just open the door for a brief moment and you can peer into the inside where there's another sort of cage. And it's a little bit further away, so it's hard to get a gauge on size, but as soon as you're stepping closer to it, the cage looks like it's getting bigger and Shit. bigger. And you see like a... <laughs> like clamping against the bars with its front teeth, this enormous... Oh, it no. at least comes up to your waist, like that oh. big of a rat. Oh. And you could, there's a couple of kobolds like on the edge of the cage that look like they have chunks of the lodestone, and they're feeding it to the rat and, it, <laughs> and it's eating more and more of it and as, when this door opens up those rats that were in the cage in the other room you can hear them like clamoring as to get as close as they can to this big rat that's sort of pulling all of the energy in the direction of this rat <laughs> he steps inside and the kobold kind of waits to see if you come inside Close the door behind. We swing back over. Oh my god! So we, could we party. see that happening? No, absolutely not. Because this As is room beyond the rat the thing. fuck of Kira. <laughs> I feel, feel a kobold. <laughs> As you pulled the kobold body into that side room, give me an investigation check with this man. Oh yeah, I wanted to pass that down too. You can give me an investigation Ooh, too if you help pull him out. Yeah, I wanted to thing. help him. Uh, investigation? Uh, 13. 13. Oh, I think I have. Oh, yes, I do. 17. 17. As you guys had pulled that kobold into the room, you give a look, quick look around to make sure there's no kobolds in here or anything suspicious. And once again, line, line, line. There's another indication. Oh, oh my god. A symbol here. Um, that is. means. Get, 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 um, Oba and, 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 yeah, get good old what's her name. Oh, oh, Saphir, Saphir. All right, everyone okay? Well, mm, yeah, what's up? Okay, what's up well, with you? We can unpack that later. There's another hidden passageway. I think we should go through it. She's getting them. Wax on, mm -hmm. wax off. As you, as what was that? I was looking for <laughs> Feeling against the wall, you look right where the symbol is, and it looks like there's a stone that if you push, it kind of... I'm gonna do that. Pushes through, yep, and it... Oh, brilliant, okay. You can peek through and see. You would have to crawl through this. It's even smaller. I'm gonna than the start. One. Sorry, I'm, I'm right there. So secret passage. And then I sort of crawl. Through. Yeah, I'm gonna start crawling behind him. And as you start to move through, Kiimi's the last one in the back, and you feel 
there's nothing there but just a press on your shoulder as if something kind of reached out to stop you. No. There is danger in there. Okay, well, frankly, sounds like there's a whole lot of danger waiting for me the second I get out of the ebb woods. There like, is another way to the cemetery. But you just said follow my friends for like a little bit longer. I didn't know your friends were headed into danger. Can we just get through the tunnel and like reevaluate? <laughs> it's time to say goodbye, Amy. Okay, fine. Fine. I'm gonna just like, like tug on who's right in front of me. Orba. Orba was I'm just gonna right tug on Orba's ankle, like. Yeah, Orba like tries to turn <laughs> oh, no. really tight all the way here. <laughs> I have to go. Like, take a different entrance into this room. Go. Orba like looks at where we're at. <laughs> I gotta finish this thing I started. This is where I leave you. Say bye to everyone for me, and oh, and tell Graven that um, I hope he's okay when he wakes up. We can't come meet you where you where you're going. Maybe I'll come find you guys after um, I get rid of the voice once and for all. <laughs> Wish me luck gonna like try to she's like crawling or something right you're on you're on all fours she's gonna like <laughs> reach her arm back with her palm up in the air and just try to reach for her as close as she can get. <laughs> i like grab onto Corva's hand and like squeeze a little bit and be like thank you so much for your help please be safe you guys too she'll grab it really hard Okay, I'm gonna like back up out of the tunnel now. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. I'm gonna just put your way around. Shit. You hear the sounds of shuffling get a little quieter behind you, and then just feet moving, you know, back along the balcony there. She disappears. The three of you move quickly through, and Erlen's the first one through. It was the first one in yeah. there. Yeah, so you get your arms kind of get out to the other side, and you get. You're emerging in that same room, that sort of large, sort of octagon room, immediately large, sort of swirling stone in the center, sort of black and brown. Where you've come out, again, is not on the bottom floor. You're in one of those, like, seated areas. Like, there's a number of these little pods around oh. for, again, distinguished guests would be able to sit up here in this very this exclusive. The yes, the booths. Are they, yes. are they exclusive booths, or could we get to all the They're other exclusive, oh, yes. So there's no. a few. There's, like, eight around the room, and you're in one of them. But you can crawl out into it and see into this room. And is it similar where there's a... Um, Stone like banister. Yes, yeah, there is a banister. Of, yep. So and do we can, see Ravi exiting? How's it time? You out? watch as Ravi disappears into yet again the next room over. And as he's moving <laughs> into the other room, you hear some squeaking noises, and you look, and at the foot of the stone is a cage full of rats. That's like as people are coming out. Why? 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 Okay, he just went through to the next room. We're just gonna Sorry. get to the edge of the hole and just with her head poke out, she'll be like, What's up? You alright? Okay, so Kami turned around and left. What? What do you um, mean? Her curse took her elsewhere. What? She says, Best you mean of it, luck. It just, she just started moving on her own. Yeah, she, just, she, she went in the tunnel and then she, she turned around, 
So she's off doing her own thing now, uh, but she wishes her best. Okay. I don't know. There's no time right now. Well, okay. That's a right shame. We could have used her, but I hope she's all right, Shit. I suppose. Fuck's sake, we've got to keep following Ravi. We're going to fucking lose him. I'm going to look around this room and see if I can't see any of those. I'm looking for the symbols now, the hidden passageways. Okay, so. from up here in the booth? It's a little, it's hard to see. I it's mean, like torch in the here. booth and also, yeah, from up here. From, from the booth, there is like a little ladder going down to the to the floor level. So it okay. looks like that's how you get up into these booths normally. Okay. So you can see that, that there is a way to get down. Okay. Oh. You don't see any symbols. Uh, oh, but what? remind Remind us on on lodestones. Remind us on the lodestones. That's. <gasps> what? That's it. What do you mean? That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's the stone. That's it. Okay. I don't have. Well, do we? Where's the thing? Picture, but it just. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. Where's the base? That's it. That's the guy. That's the thing. That's it. Just looks like kind of a. And as you're searching through for that picture, you also go past like the, the compass. compass, and it is like. Like wiggling, like it's forcefully <gasps> okay. pointing in the okay. direction of the. Where's the, uh, where's the bang stone? thing? Fuck! Fuck! Oh, great, okay, hold on, hold on, wait, wait a second, get you, stop it! Great, so, <laughs> the, I don't think that the mouth was really a necessary thing. Okay, can so we the get it? Are the lodestones magical or, or magnetic? No, or? It's, it's mechanical. He said oh, it needed no, no, to be okay. hit by metal. No, and Graven was like, oh, can't I just use my mace? And he said, no, it should probably be all metal, but that guy's kind of a little Weird. silly, so he probably. What's metal? What's metal? Do we, what have, do we have this metal? Do we have anything? Do you have anything metal? I have an unchaku. Wait, well, that, no. that's, that's, that's do you have metal? Your, do you have um uh your uh quarterstaff? Yeah. In that's my, not metal. on my horse on my saddlebags. What do you do uh, with your horse? No, I what, have it. Isn't it's, it's, I have it. I have his thing. Do it's you on. have my quarterstaff? On you? It's on the horse. No, on your person. Something <laughs> that is in this room. No, no, no. But I, I thought the nunchaku were metal. What's wrong with that? Wood, aren't they? They're wood. They have metal tips on the ends of them, but they're it's mostly not wood. Going to look at the size of the stone. What's metal in this room? Looking around at anything the cobalt have. The cobalt have metal spears. Don't they? Are they metal? The tips of the spears sometimes have metal on them. Um, they use kind of, they scavenge for whatever reason. Some of them are... The cages are metal with all the rats. You want The rat cage is metal? You we... want to open one? Can we see the rat? We don't oh, actually... The, no, no, can't not the big, big, big rat, the but there's a cage. there's a medium-sized uh, cage of a bunch how, of... How many cobalts are there? Right now, none. Oh, none. Yeah. So we saw, and we saw Ravi exit. Walk with, yeah, like there was a kobold right behind him as he walked into another room. So so you're just going to pick up that whole cage of rats and you're just going to smack it against this house? Did you have a better idea? No, I don't. That's the problem. I don't have a better idea. What happens when we smash the Dizwoldi It activates. It activates? Yeah, it just needs a bonk. Does that make it a sound? Like the loads, it's gonna make a sound against the rock. Are you asking if the metal against the stone is gonna make a sound, Alan? All right, should we rescue? Does Ravi need rescuing? Does he know he's doing? Yes, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. no. Like, I think we should assume that he needs rescuing. Like, he stepped in there. He had a look on his face. I said, I've got no idea what the fuck's going on. So I think that, judging by that expression, that means, please, for the love of God, help me. Sounds like we need a distraction. No, we're not there yet. No, we're not why have you got that look on his face? Oh, Whenever we distract him, Erlen's gonna put his hands Erlen, on the no, banister. in the middle. As you get down. No, 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 no. So the door closes. Kobold locks it behind. You step into this room, the enormous cage with this rat gnawing at the metal bar. Oh, no. I'm going to. 
pay the kobolds for this very, very expensive rat that we have requested. <laughs> oh my god. And then I'm going to take it back to Katil with me. Do you have a problem with that? Like on a leash or something? <laughs> <laughs> they are going to take it out of the ruins for me, and I have a wagon waiting at the edge of the Ebwards that we are going to pack it out. <laughs> Have no issue with that. Good. Now, he takes that little pouch out again. I'm going to pay them, and we'll be on our way. He holds up the little pouch of kind of rubies to the kobold who, that's all. You can immediately see, like, the sparkling in their eyes. Let's count it out, shall we? He goes over. There's like a little shelf along the wall, and he starts to count out some of these rubies, and he's standing kind of right next to another door out of the room. So there was a door into this room and then another kind of door mm-hmm. off to the side. And as he's counting out the rubies, he kicks the door open, tosses the rubies through the door. So the kobold <laughs> follows the rubies and he steps through the door and closes it. <laughs> oh my God. And you're in the room with this rat in the cage. and it gets its teeth up to the top of one of the bars. And it pulls one of the bars loose. And it starts to gnaw on another one. Pulls another bar loose. And Robbie sort of reaches for his two swords. And that's where we're gonna end tonight's episode. Oh (laughs) my God! What? As we decide. What? We will never On a know. Leash? We won't <laughs> On know a now whether Robbie makes it out of the rat room, and if he does, whether he follows Malik back to Katil. Clear his name. What? what goes on with that election? I mean, geez. <laughs> what the? Yeah, that's some fuck? gerrymandering garbage. What redlining people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, political. <laughs> wow. Oh. What? No term limits. Why do you need this so bad? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you can read all about it when oh, we post yes. oh. the backstory information for both Kimi and Robbie. Wow. Oh my god. So in the next room over, unable to access him, but, fi- but in the lodestone room <laughs> are Orba, Safira, and Erlen. In the next room over, Robbie. And backtracking to find the cemetery and then oh my god. back to Dillison. Patricide, yep. <laughs> Yeah, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, so oh, I decided my mom and dad were wrong. So and matricide. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, Maybe just the dad. Yeah. <laughs> you kill one and you're like, that uh, seemed like that, a knock. I would like to extend an extremely warm oh, thank you yeah. to our guests, Eric and Billy. You guys were fantastic. What a blast to have a little bit of an extended awesome. arc here with our characters. Oh, we will miss you. Yeah, it's yeah. going to feel oh, very weird. And uh, hopefully will not be the last. Hopefully that we be see. back soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe when Robbie comes back, he will be chewed full of rattles. No, 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 no. no, no he's no, gonna no, be no. a giant rat. Come on. Oh. Robbie comes back. He's coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he rides the rat around. Malik's like on his way back, and he's like. <laughs> he's my friend now. <laughs> You thought you could turn the rat on me? <laughs> I am king of rats. <laughs> oh, oh. 
Okay. Thank you all so, 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 so much for joining us. Um, yes? Yes, all right, let's hit him up real quick. Oh Jeremiah God. gifted a sub. Scorp Scorpina, I always do this one wrong. Scorpina <laughs> Gillespie, that's uh -oh. not it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it is. Third month, thank you so very much. Um, I'm gonna keep scrolling because again, this thing sucks. Uh, Keep a Trade did five gifted subs, thank you so much. Banished Raven did uh, three subs. Banished Raven, you're just the best. Jeremiah did 100 bits. Still scrolling. Jeremiah did one sub. Scholar Grimers, subscribe. Thank you. Welcome back, friend. It's been a while. And then, I'm so sorry, guys. Mr. Squiggles did 100 bits. Keep a trade gave a sub away. 200 bits by GF Powers. And I believe I got everybody. I'm so sorry if I missed you, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We will be back next week. We'll have the regular cast back. That'll be weird. Um, Very weird. And we will be picking it up with chapter 13. You guys didn't use your inspiration! Yeah. No. I, there was one like stealth roll or something that I mm. thought you were going to use your, your reroll on. Um, you didn't you roll badly. Pretty, yeah, you rolled pretty goodly yeah, the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, I didn't use inspiration for like as long as we have the curse. Yes, I just mean for our guests who are yes, they could have used it. They're going to come back in 100 episodes and we're still going to have their inspiration. Never ready to use it. Roll well. Yes. Um, once again, from all of us here at Tabletop Notch, thank you guys. Oh, and JC so did 200 bits. Thank you so thank very you. much. We hope yeah. you enjoyed this little mini arc as we uh, worked our way back. Welcome back to the table. That was oh, perfect. So I was like, did I forget how to play? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you got into it pretty quickly. Yeah, when no, you, you remember how to abandon and us. jump into Duh. a yeah. giant pit of rats. <laughs> dun, 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 So with Erlen leading the way. That's Yeah, perfect. It's like, yeah, it's a pretty big cage full of rats. You guys are just going to pick it up and bang the sound. Those rats are feeling. Like, <laughs> 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 These people are awful. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a wonderful night. We'll see you next week. Oh, on Eastern. See you guys. Good night. Crazy. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend or leave us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice? There is always room in our party for more adventurers, despite what Kuzni may think. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and as my friends the Ackley Elves like to say, your presence is a gift.